Hey guys, how you doing? Just going to stop the podcast there just for one second because the podcast has got a brand new sponsor and this is one that Geordie and I can actually endorse. It's Harry's. Let me explain. Harry's makes razors. Now, Brian and I, we both keep beards, but we do need to keep them tidy. And so this is why this one kind of came in handy for us. We've been trying them out for a little while. And if I'm completely honest, and I mean completely honest, this is better than any other shave that I've had in the past. Mainly because in the past I had to go to the store, buy a load of razors for a really expensive price, and then be disappointed when they only really lasted for one or two shaves. Harry's lasts much, much longer in my experience so far. And it's also been a really comfortable shave and closer than the past shaves I've had as well. You can get an exclusive deal through the True Geordie podcast if you head to harrys.com, that's H-A r-r-y-s dot com forward slash true geordie and you can get your own trial set for just two pounds 95 normally it would be 11.50 for normal customers but for us it's 2.95 you can head over there and give it a try what are you going to get when you pay that 2.95 well you get a weighted razor you can choose from three different colors i got orange i think brian got navy and then you get five precision engineered blades with lubricated strip and trimmer blade don't forget the trimmer blade i actually missed it the first time because well none of my razors in the past have one but now i've got one i don't think i could actually shave without it there's a shave gel as well and a travel blade cover all in a tidy little box which comes through the mail very easily for you so you can get started today by shaving with harry's for just 2.95 exclusively through the true geordie podcast you can support our podcast and get a trial set delivered directly to you just by going to harrys.com forward slash true Geordie. That's harrys.com forward slash true Geordie. This week on the True Geordie podcast, a star from the biggest show on TV. He plays Podrick Payne in Game of Thrones, and today he sat down with us for a chat about acting that turned into one of the most honest conversations we've ever had on the show. It's the return of Daniel Portman. At the end of the day, without... A set, costume, a script, lights, a camera, makeup, somebody doing a hair, everything. I'm just a cunt standing in the dark, not saying anything. The most important thing in the world is being yourself. You can't be ashamed of it. You're ashamed. You don't, you don't want to flaunt it, man. You want to hide it as much as you can from people because you don't want people to know yeah. that you are fucked up because yeah. that's how you think of yourself you think of yourself as being a fucking loser mm-hmm. you think of yourself as being pathetic people get in relationships all the time to cover up their own problems you know because somebody else makes them happy but you got to be the person that makes you happy and a you lot of relationships yeah a lot of relationships happen because one person is lonely another person is lonely you're looking for something and you find that like I, and, and that's, to be honest, that's why none of my relationships have ever lasted. One of my big problems throughout the years with, with women has been the fact that I, if I like, if I like a girl, I will fucking, I just, I will do anything, anything to make sure that she rates me higher than anybody she's been with. And then when that happens, I was interested. It's just about... Everybody having fun. (laughs) You're having having orgies. (laughs) You know what I mean, though? We're all after the same thing at the end of the day, innit? Everything. Everything is... And we can't have that. 
And the sooner you accept that, you the better. You smashed that there. That's exactly what happened. The sooner you accept everything. the better. All right, everyone. Dan Portman. We're back. Back. Back at it again. TG Podcast. Good to have you. Part, you're now doing two. If you make three, then you've joined an elite club. Um, yeah, you get, we get a, a gift out. I mean, to be fair, free, free cans is pretty good. Tens, I'm from Glasgow, man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What have you been up to? Fucking loads, man. Aye? Yeah, loads. It's been a good year. I haven't seen you since season six ended of the show. Like, so since then, season seven of Game of Thrones has been on. Yeah. I think you'd already shot most of it. Shot we, all of it. Yeah, when we seen you. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you were like, can't tell you. No, it was, I mean, obviously everybody's watched that spoiler. It was the best TV show. On know, TV. On TV. Uh, it was great. great. Everybody loved it. Um, I, I was fucking thrilled with the result I thought it was great uh, everybody seemed to everyone's, seems to, everyone's seems to now going to be wondering what's going on with the I was just doing the Tash though so I just finished doing a, another project very exciting project where I get to do something a little different I'm not allowed to go into details on camera but yeah you told us about it before sounds fucking good mate yeah no it's, it's we'll promote it for you when it comes out I appreciate that yeah, I, would, no I, would, I would love that it's, uh, reverse Sherlock Holmes really does sound like a great idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it's I mean it's sort of reverse Sherlock Holmes meets the Teletubbies <laughs> wow. on ice. Amazing, you and know. the Daleks are somehow involved. I don't. We, we were having a good chat before you came before you came on because since the last <laughs> podcast, you've gotten into the world of YouTube. You've been watched, and I don't mean <laughs> you've I mean you've into the world <laughs> of YouTube. It's a fucking wormhole, yeah. man. It's just like <clears throat> he's been exploring YouTubers. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm so amused by it, by uh, the stuff that happens, boxing yeah. matches and all that. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's great. It's so entertaining to see uh, to see it all happening. Uh-huh. Coming from like a serious media background, though, do you feel a little <laughs> bit like? Well, yeah, you know, yeah, like, you're fucking at, you're, you know I mean? like you're respected at that. Looking at a load of people piss farting around on the cameras. You're part of a guild, aren't you? Yeah, because uh, yeah. Brian's part of the YouTubers Guild. <laughs> Do you, get, do you yeah. get like a badge for yeah. that? I don't know. It's like a blue yeah. Peter badge. I had to go and ask if the true Geordie was free In, as a name yeah. before he Maybe started. I could, I could do that inside the YouTuber stu- studio. One I'm day. pretty sure that's that's what this fucking that kind of is. is. What it is? I've sort of already done yeah. that. Um, but you should definitely you should maybe set up a guild, make a few quid from that. What's a you guild? Know, um, it's exactly. Like a sort of, exactly. Exactly. Hunters a mystery a around it, right? Exactly. No one really knows what an actors guild does. Like but an, the only thing I really know that of is when Team America came out and like Matt Damon was like part of it. A guild. Yeah. Well, Matt Harrison Damon. Ford is not allowed to be called Harrison Ford because you can't. No one's allowed us to have t- two of the same name in Hollywood. <coughs> I'm looking at you because you know. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so two <laughs> actors in Hollywood aren't allowed oh, the yeah. same name. So not he has Harrison J. Ford, <laughs> and he can't have Harrison Ford because Harrison Ford was a silent movie actor. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. That. No, Nicholas I mean, Cage changed his name. Well, yeah. he's, he's he used to be Nicholas Sell. He's uh, he's Francis Ford's nephew. Or nephew, something? yeah, oh. yeah. Which is, I mean, you wouldn't like, you wouldn't have guessed that until no. you, you find out. But yeah, no, there is that. There's sort of exclusivity with names, so people yeah, don't exactly. get don't get mixed up. I think Michael J. Fox was, was yeah. It was yeah. there was already an actor called Michael Fox, and his, he doesn't even have the J in there. Well, if someone else makes True Geordie, they'll have to be True J Geordie. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have been getting me name and stuff. I mean, I'm not even fucking verified on Twitter. To no. be honest, which is you're not. No, no. it's annoying. That. I'm not verified on Instagram. 170k. That must be really. You got more you. followers than me. You've got 135. What's going annoying. on? Just 135. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing is, what we're finding out now is um, the more followers you've got, you can now get into elite apps. On there. <laughs> on your phone. there are yeah. You, so you can find out how many followers you've oh, got. Yeah. Those sort of things. Some yeah, would yeah. some would say 
A guild. A guild, in a way. A guild. A guild with, where men and women can come together and, and guild celebrate. Their We've all got a fuck ton of followers. People can Let's guild fuck. their genitalia well, I mean, together. We've all grafted, haven't we? In a so way. there's a celebration of grafting. <laughs> yeah. Um, as, 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 as what it is. What have you discovered, How's... the higher you've climbed the status ladder, what sort of things have you discovered? Because from the outside, people sort of think there's like an Illuminati kind of thing. And there's definitely, there might be that. That's for another podcast. But, yeah. But, and you're definitely not part of it. He's going to stop putting pictures out on Instagram. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's definitely not part of it because the way we shook hands was way too solid. You know, if yeah. you shake a guy's hand from the Illuminati, no, do you, do they'd think, go like slip a finger. And Do you think when you move up in the world and that and you start meeting people and everyone sort of knows who you are, uh-huh. doors open for you that wouldn't have opened pr- prior to that? That's definitely the way it goes. What kind of experiences have you had where you're in these posh parties and that? Sexually. <laughs> no, just in general. Um, no, I mean, fuck. You just get you just get asked to do things. You get asked to go to places and you get let in. You know, and it's it's these. I mean, I've been at a couple of parties in Los Angeles where you need passwords and everything, and like the unmarked doors and all this kind of fuck stuff. And it's, it's 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 interesting. You know, it's, how do you get those invites? I'm not telling you, man. Okay, but they're just you. an email or something. Like um, it's it's a uh, eyes wide shut sort of shit. You you've got to have uh, BBM. That's what you gotta have. It's Blaze Blackberry Messenger. <laughs> it's MSN. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you've got to put the right name and, and, your, and your status. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that? Eyes wide shut before. It's fucking mad. Yeah. yeah. Do you know Kanye West is like obsessed? Apparently, was obsessed at one time with Eyes Wide Shut, and there's a scene in Eyes Wide Shut. Can you describe Eyes Wide Shut for anyone who hasn't seen it? Eyes Wide Shut is a film starring Tom Cruise and his old lass Nicole Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman, and she was a fucking dying piece. In the film, they're married, (laughs) and um, I've met Nicole Kidman. Oh man, Nicole Kidman! I used to have a right fucking uh, thing for her when I was like thirteen. I was like. Nicole Kidman, redhead, beautiful. Oh, just curly hair, bit curvy, but not. You know, I mean, that was when I wasn't really ready for the kind of woman that I would go for. Now, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was still at 13. I was thinking, I don't know if I can handle a woman with, you know. You were thinking that at 13? No, I wasn't, to be okay. honest. But, uh, you know, like, she's, she's on the slim side, but she's got curves. She's pretty as fuck, isn't she? In real life as well. I've Because um, <coughs> obviously I've worked quite a few red carpets when I was running and stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you see people in real life and you must feel the same way where you, you're like, you don't look how I thought you looked yeah. whereas Nicole Kidman looks every bit the sort of what you expect her to look like as yeah. a famous person right. um, and then uh, so uh, he's married to her in the film and then they're a uh, bit bored of life they have a, but then they have a big fight and she says something like she's thinking of someone else I can't remember exactly I think she's thinking of someone else during sex or something he gets angry goes out and joins like a sex cult, cult. And there's a sex cult scene. Where they've all got like, like masks on and they've all got all masks on. They've all been there. And then, we've all been, we've but, all been there. But then the film also then weekend moves in the on. country. Yeah, like it moves on and there's like a. a and then you don't it really know if that, any of that happens. Yeah, exactly. The and you also, Sorry, spoiler, but yeah. And it's a good movie, even if you know the plot is still good. And there's a scene in that um, where uh, it's just got, you know, the song Runaway, where it's like the ding, ding, ding. Right. Dum. What about it? And Kanye West, well, in the movie is exactly the same piano, and everyone's like, "Oh, how did Kanye West come up with it?" He's because he he's a, he's mental, isn't he? He's great. Apparently, he's, he's does, obsessed with it. Well, he's obsessed with a lot of stuff. He's yeah. obsessed with the fact that his shoes are better than Jordan's. Apparently, they he, are. They are. They're but more the comfortable is, though. If, no, but like he 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 went on. I think it was what's it called? Tinder? Sway. Uh-huh. Um, Sway in the morning. Sway in the morning, mm-hmm. and he was like. Have you seen? You never seen it before. It's fucking hilarious, man. I think it's great. He goes on about his shoes being like they've sold more than Jordans have, and you're like, no, they haven't. 
Like yeah. Jordans have been around for like thirty years, yeah, man. Like, and and, and been Jordan's for a year. probably outsold his even in the first couple of years, let yeah. alone the last twenty-five years. hundred percent. And then they asked him to freestyle at the end of it, and he's like, uh, my, "My shoes are uh, better than Jordans." He can't freestyle. He can't. He can I'm here it. on sway in the morning. No, that's it's just like that didn't uh, even rhyme. Sorry, morning Jordan sort of does, but yeah, it's um, a half rhyme, what I'm it? thinking though is maybe he's obsessed with that movie because he's got a woman. Who's his wife? Who was being fucked in front of the entire world? No, he's obsessed. Be- he's obsessed before with he got there. Well, you know apparently, according to, to overlook that as a man, you've got to kind of like it, in my opinion. There must be a bit of him that sort of is into the idea of Kim K. Must have watched fucked that. by another. Of course, but he's like, obsessed with infidelity. Like he the, is sort of. But most men, if if they've seen a last sucking dick and whatever and getting fucked, yeah, you'd you'd probably want to bang the girl. He thought it was but an audition tape. But you wouldn't you think know? you wouldn't think that's wifey. Like you, do you know what I'm saying? I guess I don't know. I'm quite a big Kanye West fan. So I know he's, he's, he's got for a me, god complex as well. So like he obviously he doesn't see any competition, you know, to anything. He, he Ray J's career went downhill after I, that. Well, anyway. The thing is, I think he does though because he still makes references to people like Ray J in his songs mm. and stuff. So he must acknowledge. I seen at Glasgow yeah. when he when he did that. There was someone with a massive fucking flag in the crowd Ray of J's Kim face. of oh. Kim K just chowing down on <laughs> Ray really? J's fucking cop, and they literally brought this flag was fucking unavoidably huge, like. Just, it's inescapable for him. Well, how, yeah. would you, how would you handle that, right? If let's no no let's say, say you'd suck a dick. No 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 no. <laughs> let's say you meet a girl oh, yeah. in the future. Your acting career keeps going the way it's going really good, and you meet a Nicole Kidman type, and you end up marrying her. And it comes out that one of her old acting boyfriends, whose career is a bit down now, did a video with that, and it, and it blows up. How do you deal with that situation? Everyone's had sex. Are you just like, eh, fuck it? That's that's. I mean. Cause that, I would, it I would, would be hard, I think. I don't, really? I don't, would not would for, you be hard for that? Yeah. <laughs> it would be difficult I, for I, me. I, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, like, me, that sort of stuff probably would have bothered me a couple of years ago, but, like, you just have to get over the fact everybody goes and puts it away, everybody has a good time. You, you, you know, like, just, it's happened, you know? You can't be angry at somebody for the life that they've lived before you've met them, you know? Fair enough, like, if it's a video of them getting rattled while you're in a relationship. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's your back. Well, there's a like, newspaper clipping just of last week, just yeah, by, yeah. so you know, for a fact. Yeah. That was you last week. Yeah. I Different. Mean, no, I mean, but, fuck, man, like, people want to do what they want to do and beforehand. Yeah. There's nothing you can do, man. You can't get You ever had uh, any sort of semi-famous or famous women... Uh, come up to you and approach you before? Maybe. <laughs> have you? Maybe I have, <laughs> What yeah. does that feel like? I mean, Does it make you feel more famous? It's not to do with fame, man. It's just it's like, to do with the way you look. Yeah. Uh, no, it's I don't know. It's just yeah. I mean, people. It's a magic dick, isn't it? It's that isn't it? I I didn't I didn't people I didn't, want to try. I didn't write the one. I didn't write the rule book, man. You know, I just, <laughs> or the I, script. I, just I just play the game. Um, but <laughs> but um, no, I think fuck like it's just like a, 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 like anything. You know, you get if a beautiful girl comes up to you and oh, shows interest. You don't question that. You welcome it. Yeah, Who you, gives a fuck why? I'm not asking why for a long time. You know what I mean? You <laughs> just like, enjoy the moment. If I start asking why, I'm going to be having a pep talk myself in the shit. bathroom fucking uh-huh. going... The bottom line you know is, mate, like for whatever reason, you're in this situation <laughs> now and you're going to reap the fucking benefits. Don't, don't overthink it, you know mm. what I mean? In any situation, aside from pulling, like, just fucking, if you're there, 
you might as well jump in with two feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bring your wellies, because, like... He, bring your wellies. <laughs> cause bring your wellies, girl, because you're getting wet. Oh, you just... You, that was an easy joke to me. Sorry, man. I'm taking that. <laughs> you're like, hanging fruit I mean, today. you just oh, got to be uh, opportunistic in these things, you know? Don't no, don't manipulate, don't take the piss, but, like, if there's a chance to have have fun and do something interesting in that. So you, you're moving up in the world, or at least from our perspective... Yeah. I mean, you've lasted a long fucking time. That's what she's. People were expecting that you. Glaswegian. People were expecting. I, I honestly thought because you told me um, I'm doing some other work in LA and stuff like that. I thought he must be dying. He's gonna die. I'm like, I hope he doesn't die. In in fucking Game of Thrones, man. Right. Okay. I thought you meant God. But he survived. He survived. How did you feel when you realised you were getting into the final series when you read that? When you read that script, were you? I made this. I made the semi-finals. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. It's, you it's, made to boot camp. It's, it's cool, man. It's been. It's, it's been nice, you know. It's one of those things. that's gonna come. It's gonna. It's gonna end, right? Everybody knows it's gonna end. All good things <coughs> come to an end. It's one of the things I respect most about the, the 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 showrunners is the fact that they've they've never wanted to drag it out just to make money as some TV shows do, you know. They've always had a, a through line. It starts here, it ends here. Yeah. And then that's what ties the story together. We're not going to mm. add in seasons just yeah, to Yeah, you can you can tell as a, as a watcher of TV anyway. It's coming it to a head, man. It, if, if you try and do it just for the money, and like you see a TV show like, oh, we've done another series, you can tell it's like, oh, this is water. You know, and it's never as good as yeah. it has been, you know. And I think that one of the strengths of Game of Thrones is the fact that it's never going to be at that point where people wish it's ended before it has well know? Prison Break for me was one of those shows where I watched the first series never see it. It, uh, personally it, obviously it's all about breaking out of a prison when they broke out of the prison <laughs> yeah. I'm like alright let's call it a fucking day it's been a great series been a great fucking show yeah. and it just got more and more ridiculous as they ran out of ideas of how to fuck it. Is he alive? Is he dead? What's that? I mean, like, is he still just, in prison? It, yeah, it just because it, they went back to prison like three or four fucking. It just it became so ridiculous, and I, I I get frustrated. I'm like, who the fuck's writing this shit? Well, Do you I mean, know what I mean? Where's your credibility? There's, you know, there's there's a lot a lot of it is down to what makes money. If people are still watching it, then you know, it's it's just like anything. There's a formula to a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and. If people loved it the first time, who says they're not going to love it the second time? You know what I mean. And uh, but I think the thing with Thrones is, you know, it's it's always been building to something, and you know, when the next season comes out, everybody's going to see what it's been building to, mm-hmm. and that's why you build tension yeah. by doing that. It's coming to the point where everything is going to fucking happen that everybody's been waiting for. When you watch the show, yeah, um, because I'm assuming the first time you actually see it is when we see it. Um, um, we usually usually see the uh, the first episode at a premiere. Do you, right, the first okay. couple of episodes at a premiere, and then you'll um, you'll just see it like sitting in the house. Yeah. How how do you watch it? Do you watch it with friends? Or are you just on your own? Or? I mean, I've been I've been watching it with my flatmate last season. Yeah. Like to be honest, just chilling out. It depends where I am. Uh, I mean, sometimes I watch it with my mates. I, I, sometimes sometimes I don't catch it, and then uh, I watch it on. on there's catch a really up, you know popular I mean? YouTube channel. Um, of Game of Thrones where it's shown in a bar in America yeah, yeah, yeah. and these guys to be fair I mean reaction videos are boring as fuck generally it's but fucking brilliant I've seen brilliant. a couple of them like they, they, they are, yeah. no, but 
I mean, they they get well, oh, they're, they, it's just a bunch of drunk Americans <laughs> yeah, screaming yeah, at a big screen. It's it. fucking great. Oh, it's like, the same people every week, and you can tell they like they live for this show. Do you what? know? I mean, but f- for for me, like on a, on a serious note, as an actor, like I play a small part in this show. Mm. I'm lucky that people have enjoyed my work and what I've done, and you know, I've been given you know very very good stuff to do. Mm. Yeah. I've been given a nice character to play, and I'm very you know I've been I've been like a magic dick. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I've been very I'm Could very great very great. It could be worse, yeah. um, but as a, as somebody who makes something, you know, as as you guys know, like to have people fucking living for it. Oh, yeah. they do. Like you're just like it must like you. You've got fucking dedicated people who like every time you post something, you've got the fuck. They've got notifications switched on, uh-huh. and they're just like. That's what I'm doing. If you tonight. haven't already, there's a, there's a, yeah. Squad. No, I mean, like people, but you know, they know what they're doing tonight. Yeah. They're gonna go and fucking sit down, get a couple of beers, and and, and watch, watch the podcast. Show. You know, mm-hmm. it's fucking cool. That's mm-hmm. why you do it. Obviously, there's you know the professional there's aspect benefits of, of it, but that's the main thing. You want to, you uh, want to give people something. Yeah. You want to create something that people are but into. With me, I'm just chatting shit, pretty much, right? And that's good. And I appreciate people like me personality but with you you've got an actual skill and an actual like real talent here how do you want to develop that over the next sort of five because I know your dad is obviously a bit of a blueprint as as to how you can grow as an actor but are you wanting to do something different here what are you sort of trying to do I just at at this stage to be honest like um, I've just finished doing this this film where I play a really out there character for Mm -hmm. what people know of me um, which is great and then the next thing that I've got lined up, I'm playing a bad guy in something, and then I'm playing a romantic leading man in the next thing. And then I, I just want to do as much different stuff yeah. as I can to show people that I can do A, I can do B, and I can do everything in between as well, you know? That's how you get a long career, and that's that's what people respect. Like, right. you're either going to be a star as an actor, movie star or not. I don't think I'm going to be a movie star. Like, you know, you, you, you need... You need it to just happen for you. It might happen. Who knows? Well, the it thing might is, happen, though, like, what, what makes so you say you that? Mean, what makes you say that you don't think you're going to be a movie star? Because you can't, well, you can't bank on that happening, you know? And yeah. a, a lot of the time, when you see people get to a certain stage, they end up turning up in movies and they're great, but they play themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You turn up and you go, I'm going to go and it's see... It's like The Rock. He's the biggest star. Right now, it's the same character. Every, don't get me wrong. He's a great actor. Yeah. He's super charismatic. <laughs> he's confident. He's funny. He's got great timing. He's He's brilliant. But like, there will come a time when he has to do something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for me, I, I, you know, there's no banking on whether or not that's going to happen. What I can bank on is the fact that I know I'm good enough and varied enough to do a lot of different stuff. So when I get the opportunity to do it, I want to show off. In, that I, I think in life, all you can do is take care of the things in your control. Like me and you, when we make a show, we just want to make the best show possible. If people turn up for it, fucking great. If they don't, we're going to have to think about what we can do to exactly. make them turn up for it. Um, but I, it's interesting when you talk about the different characters because clearly you've definitely got a plan. It, it seems that way because last time I spoke to you, you'd played a kidnapper and you were talking about how you wanted to portray him in a different way than what people would expect. And I like that you're you're not just doing the stereotypical, he's a kidnapper, he's a 100% bad guy and that's the way it is. You want to bring depth to the characters? Well, I mean... Everybody's. This is the thing. Like I think, especially with playing people who do horrible things. Mm-hmm. If you don't make them human beings, then you start 
legitimising their actions and making excuses for what they do. Mm-hmm. Somebody kidnaps a girl, somebody kills a load of people, and you call them a monster, you know, rapists, all these horrible people who do horrible things. People call them monsters all the time. It's not true. They're people. They're humans who did monstrous things. Mm-hmm. It's funny you should say that because we had someone on who was affected by a serial killer. And Richard he, McCann. His mother, sadly, was killed, and he had to sort of go through the same thought process of why has this happened and humanize I don't know if you wanted the to, monster I think it must be that must be really difficult because actually I think also some people get very angry when you try yeah, and do that 100% people say to you like why are you trying to make this person out to be human because, because they, they are human thing. no I'm, I'm yeah exactly but that's that's the thing you, you know you can as, as a performer my, my my job is to try and tell a truthful story right that's essentially it. I'm a storyteller I need to portray characters in an, yeah. in an honest human way you and know vulnerable I can, in a way yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a psychology behind everything and, yeah. and you know whether you like it or not somebody obviously there are you know there are you know cases you know they say lone, lone wolf fuck, fucking nonsense but like mm. there are cases where people are just they're just unwell and things they do well, I'm things. a big believer in that but a lot of the time you've got to track back and go who did something to you to make you feel like you had to do this who did something to them to make them do that thing to you that made them and it's a fucking it's a never ending fucking cycle of going back what they're also saying is obviously crime at the moment is uh, most people sort of saying it's down to mental illness or whatever they think as as you're able to track the way the brain is formed all those sort of things you can go down sort of specific parts of the brain in future they're going to be able to work out where certain thoughts and experiences come from and instead of sending people to prison they're going to try and reform them in some way or help them get over those thoughts so instead of someone murdering in the first place they'll go through a process one thing you say a lot when you talk about playing a character is I'm going to be honest like I remember when uh, we're having that conversation so I listened to a bit of the last podcast and you said um, a little refresher Yeah. yeah who is this guy and one thing you said about the Joker uh, when it was replayed by um, what the fuck's Jared that? Little. Jared Little. Oh, yeah. You said you've got to be honest. You've got to play this part in an honest way, not just. I guess you were trying to say he phoned it in a little bit in a way, and um, maybe I was. Mm. Maybe I wasn't. You've got some strong opinions about <laughs> yeah. certain people, but yeah, is it? Is there? I like Thirty Seconds to Mars. Do you think? That there's a big difference made when you yeah. play the part. You got to commit, man. You mm. got you got to commit to. I think like it's. I think one of the 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 best ways to stay grounded in being an actor is to think of yourself as working in the service industry. I provide a service to people. Mm-hmm. The performance is not for myself. It shouldn't be an indulgent performance. It shouldn't be about how much I can show off and you know how much I can grip my teeth mm-hmm, and spit mm-hmm. and pull my hair out and mm-hmm. be all fucking mental and interesting. And you know, it's about the people who watch it. Mm-hmm. That's that's who it's for. It's for your audience. And in order to do that, you need to commit to it. Otherwise, they're not getting how much. You know, people pay for Netflix. People pay to go to the cinema. People pay to go to the theater. They've paid their money, which they've worked hard for, and this is what they do. What they've chosen to do with the time off that they have. I think it's the time element more for me than anything else. Is like the that people choose well, to spend their more time than because time, seven ninety nine is quite sort of throwaway to a lot of people. But the actual the sort of the time they find they've invested two hours or yeah. an hour an hour a week watching Game of Thrones. Those sort what of things. you've just said is very similar to something that um, Jim Carrey just come out with actually. Yeah, which That's is why he doesn't believe in icons. This whole thing, like because Lamborghini. He, he, uh, Jim Carrey said he said what 
from an actor's point of view, but I think you meant in general as well of what is the gift that you have to give the world to make make people give make the world a bit of a better place. And I know it sounds corny, but I get I get what he was saying. What can you get? What can you give to people? I think mm. you know, like you know, for me, like if I go around to somebody's house and they make me food, mm-hmm. like. What have you, you know you've you've done one of the best things you can do for anybody mm-hmm. you fucking bought me my lunch today yeah champion your, your experience you, know, you yeah, fucking yeah. no but like it's, it's I get your point it's yeah, one yeah. of those things you, you, you are you are giving something to somebody that they that they need essentially and everybody needs escapism mm-hmm. and that's something that I can provide and everybody in my you know in the industry that I'm in can provide but I think one of the ways to keep yourself grounded and keep yourself you know sure of yourself in terms of how hard you're going to work is to think of yourself as being somebody who needs to provide a service mm. and the reviews that you get and the work that follows is you know it's your tip yeah it's sort know? of a byproduct it's, it's, it's your tip you mm-hmm. know how well did you do you'll hear it if you're on stage you've got a really working class attitude towards acting you, you, you talk about it in a different way than what it's other job. actors do it's a job man it's just a trade like like anything else I just do a job it just so happens that people watch me do my job how do you pick your roles because I, I heard who was it not long ago some interview with an actor and he was like if a role doesn't feel right for me I just won't do it he's like I, I yeah. believe that some roles are sort of not mine and I, I think they're the better actor to do them yeah genuinely I mean it depends you know you know, some sometimes you have to do the work because there's nothing else going on it's one of those industries where you could be flying high you know and you know six months of the year and then dead for six months of the year you know it's just one of those things you know I've, I've had years like that where you just have to take the job because you need to keep you, you need to keep you, you know you need to keep your skills fresh you need to keep your tools sharp you need the money you know but you know at, at this point in time I'm in a good position and I've got quite a lot of stuff going for me going, going forward I pick based on three elements can I do it well mm-hmm. at this stage of my career I'm like you know, I, I feel confident that. I, how, I can, how, how do you feel right now in terms of your skills? Where, like, if you were to rate yourself um, in terms of where you want to be and where you started at, how far up the ladder would you say you are right now? Not even halfway. Not even halfway, right? Not, not mm-hmm. even halfway. Maybe, maybe a quarter of the way up. Mm-hmm. I'm much better than I was when I started. Um, but it's one of those industries, man. You learn. You got to. You got to be. It's just like anything, to be honest. Like, there's an opportunity to learn from everybody that I work with. Things to do professionally as an actor things not to do professionally as an actor how to behave as a professional how to conduct yourself with other people you know you know sometimes you, you see people who aren't maybe they don't have respect for other for other you know areas of filmmaking or other areas of, of putting a play on or something you know don't have respect for people who are who aren't seen you know the people who work behind the scenes you right. sometimes so, come across so in production like, like so for example people who help make this all possible you feel like there's some people out there who are like the stars or whatever. At end, end of the day, without a set, costume, a script, lights, a camera, makeup, somebody doing a hair, everything, I'm just a cunt standing in the dark, not <laughs> saying anything. Everything, everything is just as important as everything else. It's just, we deliver the final product. You know, we're like the strikers. You know, essentially, all the you know, all the work's done in the midfield and the defence, and all the glory goes to the people who get to score the goals. Mm-hmm. But like, you're gonna tell me that fucking, I don't know. You're gonna you're gonna tell me that Canu is a better player than Paolo Maldini. Uh huh. No, like, but like, He's older. 
You know, you've got, but you know, you've got. I know what you're saying. Glory, yeah. glory goes to you the know. I think it's also which way you want to go, which way you want to take it as well. Because some people really appreciate the fact they can work in the movie industry. Some of them don't want to be actors, so their goal is not to get on screen in the first. Yeah, yeah, I think it's course. a weird. A lot of people sort of make that assumption. Everyone wants to be the person who's on the screen in no, the end. I mean, and actually, when you're in the industry, you realise a lot more people don't want to be on screen, and they're quite happy. This is the great bit. But well, he's a director. So he's yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm sitting here. I mean, the, I've dragged them into this. <laughs> then a lot of people realize when you get to the red carpet that that can actually be a real fucking drag for some people. And some people love the fact they can just walk around the, behind the cameras, go straight in. They get the best mm. seats and they've got a load of popcorn. And movie stars don't get that. Free bar, nice yeah. suit. You know, like, and you still know the actors. You yeah, still get to st- hang out with the cool people. But like, well, it's not that it's not the, the fact that actors are cool people. Like, it's every, you know, you, we all have skills. We all have, yeah. you know fucking to quote Liam Neeson a particular set of skills you know we've everybody's got them and I mean s- f- for instance on Game of Thrones right the work that goes into writing that show those guys have slaved over that show to make it as good as it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the work that goes into costume you won't even see some of it on screen but we will so by the time that I get on set you've got the set there that's lit it's, the atmosphere's been created you don't even notice the cameras half the time and 90% of the work's been done for you the world is created you just need to learn your lines step on set and try not to bump into the furniture simple as that I, that watched, I watched the I think it was the episode where the guys are trapped in the middle of the ice lake fuck oh, yeah. man and I watched the making of that episode and how many people? unbelievable the hardest of hardest work in TV man that, that they, was unbelievable y- you've got people who are dedicating you know, six, seven, eight months of their year to this, and they're working 15, 16 hours a day every day. They get up two hours before the actors, they leave two hours yeah. after the actors. They work hard, they work non stop. They don't have anybody going and running and getting them coffee. Mm-hmm. They don't have people bringing them their lunch. They don't stop all day. And, you know, to the outside world, it can, it can appear to be thankless in a lot of mm-hmm. senses, but. Fuck, man. There's no denying the skill that goes into it. You know, pe- people have... I've worked with some amazing people behind the camera uh, and, and behind the scenes and, and art departments and, and, you know, script editors and script supervisors and continuity and, and all these different departments where you just look at somebody and you go, I, I wouldn't have a fucking clue where to start. Mm-hmm. You're an absolute master of what you're doing and I'm sitting here fucking essentially still blagging it. Trying to learn as much as I can from the people around me, and you are fucking, you've you've smashed it mm-hmm. in every sense. You know, you're like, you're where I want to be in in, in terms of, they, of, of they, my, they're in their prime. Sort fuck, of thing. like yeah. you've got people at the height of their powers that can just be like, yeah, you know, I can make you look like somebody's been knocking seven shades of shite out of you for six days. I'll make it look fucking incredible, and I'll do it in twenty minutes. It's also impressive because um, it's also I think it's the grind of production as well. It's like every day writing a script I think is much harder than people think in the first place because most people think is one of those and you can often tell when someone's written a script for the first time because they'll go there you go done and you're like Wait, oh no we're just getting started now. first draft yeah exactly how and long does it take you to you know when you're reading a part or a script how long do you usually uh, before you decide on it. It depends. Depends on the part. You know, sometimes things fucking just grab you. Like I've read stuff before where I've, for instance, the thing that I just did, uh, it was really, really fortuitous. I, I was in Los Angeles at the start of the year, just after I came on 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 the show the first mm-hmm. time. I think I went out. I just remembered I've always got dodgy facial hair when I've been on. I had a fucking little <laughs> makeshift goatee the last time. Mm-hmm. You've got longer hair now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Got that John Snow going on. Hey, no comparison. <laughs> uh, I get that. It's bad enough on my Instagram. Everyone's like, you could be a stunt double, could I? <laughs> oh, thanks very much. Thanks so much. I was better paid, yeah, to be honest. Very much. So, yeah. well, you never know. Yeah. But, um, aye. Uh, so I went out in L- uh, to LA and I ended up going out for dinner with a few friends for Chinese New Year. Met this director and he was like, I want you to be in my movie. Totally different project. Fucking great guy. Guy's a genius. He's going to f- fucking fly. Robert Scott Wilde's his name is. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna go huge places. Um, he made he, he made a movie in a way that I've never seen it done before. Mm-hmm. Like totally revolutionary, visionary, cool as fuck. Really good guy. Didn't work out with that project because something happened and it ended up getting pushed back. But then he ended up coming onto this thing that I've just done. I got asked to do this, and as soon as as soon as I got the script through, I saw the part and I was like. I don't even need to read. I signed on to do it before I'd read the script. Because it was like, I trust him. He's given me an opportunity to do something that nobody's ever seen me doing before. Why am I not going to take the chance? And then I read the script and it was great. But like, you know, sometimes it takes a long, long time to decide over something. You go, is it the right choice at this point in my career? Is it, you know, have I done too much of this stuff already? Because we've seen actors pass up on parts before where you think, you fucked up. Like there's a, a videos of people who who passed up on the Game of Thrones part on YouTube and shit like that. Like you think to yourself, you literally fucked yourself. Well, like, I so mean, it's, it's really important that you pick the right parts now. It's, yeah, definitely. It's vital, isn't it? Well, it's it's all about again. It's about meeting people. You know, you can read the script sometimes, and it's one of those things. You you read like, for instance, like a horror movie script. Most horror movie scripts on the page are like, like what is this nonsense? And then you, you meet the people involved and they dis- they show you what they're gonna do with it and then you go, I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know? It's it's a you know, it's about that. You know, it's about you just gotta I think I'm very lucky in the position where I'm being given chances at the minute. Therefore, to try and keep that momentum going. And just because it's the right thing to do, I need to give everybody else a chance as well. So if mm-hmm. I get asked to do something, you know, somebody asks me, offers me a job or something, the least I'm going to do is go and meet the, the people who've offered me it and talk to them about it to find out what they want to do. And then I get to do make Do you have any decision. time wasters, though? Because I do. I get a lot of offers, personally, and I'm like, so I'm, this guy's a t- I get a lot of time wasters. So how, how do you sort of differentiate between the well, real people and the, the bullshit? I mean, that's where an agent comes in to, to, to looking after things. You know, I get asked to do a lot of, you know, like people... Bless him. I mean, good, good, good for reaching out. You get students and everything like that reaching out and going mm-hmm. like, "I'm making a student film. Does your, does your guy want to do it? Here's a script, fifty quid a day." And you're like, "Fuck! If it's good, then I I'll mm-hmm. do it. If you've got the cameras and you know what you're doing, but like, I love Vimeo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there is a place. Seriously, though, there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a place for everything. And now with you, YouTube and everything, there is an audience for everything. Yeah. And people. people so you're can, not the type of dude who's like, unless it's big budget, I'm not going to even read it. Like no. you are. You, you sort of have a bit of an artistic feel Integrity. about you. Like, you really want to... I want to do the right work, man. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, like... Matthew McConaughey's a movie star. He did Dallas Buyers Club for 20 grand. Shot it in a month. Mm. Best performance of his career. Yeah, I was going to say. Also, credit to those people who, who actually have the audacity to even email in the Fucking first place. Right, exactly. I think a lot of people go, oh, we won't get him, we won't Martin Scorsese wasn't always yeah. Martin Scorsese. Exactly. You know, he was some fucking film student at one stage. And then he became one of the greatest directors in history. But people took a chance, you know? You've, you've got to get in at ground level with people. Somebody comes to you and goes, here, I've got this film script. Nobody's ever heard of me. No. No, I'm not going to be like, fucking, why not, man? 
Because everybody was a nobody at some point. Fucking right. Exactly. Like, you know, unless you're like... Nicholas Cage. You know, unless you're part of a, like a dynasty, totally like Jaden Smith or somebody yeah. like that who's like famous by birthright, mm-hmm. you know, then, you know, y- you are... You've had to... His dad wasn't fucking... You know, his dad and his mum, they built themselves up from nothing. Exactly, yeah. You know, they were nobodies before and mm. now they're fucking huge, huge stars, a pair of them, and brilliant at what they do. Donald Trump. Well, I mean, we can talk about this cunt, like... <laughs> do you know that when his dad gave him a million quid, if he'd put that money into a bank account with minimal interest, he would have more money now than he does? Yeah. He's one of the least successful businessmen in history. He's so been bankrupt so. fucking eight times or something like that. Where is he now? The guy... Donald, I know you watch the show. <laughs> Square go. Yeah, fucking daft bastard. There's also a documentary coming out about how uh, Heath Ledger um, going to the character for uh, the Joker. For the Joker. Sorry, right, mate, we're just shooting the shit. Sure. It's fine. And you see the, the fucking cameraman cracking. Deciding he's going to crack. Cracker card. Four Cronenberg. Um, Heath Ledger got in the character of the Joker. It's quite an interesting film. You see how he put the character together and those sorts, of, and then you see even more of those roles. Is it like behind the scenes footage and shit. Isn't yeah, it? it's actually really. It looks quite interesting. I mean, I think to be honest, like everybody's got their own process. I mean, to be honest, I you think, look different than the last time I've seen you because of this character you've been playing. Yeah, I mean, you shredded up, haven't you? A little bit. Yeah, I did yeah. a bit of a cut, which I feel good for. That was just. To be honest, January, Christmas, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a lazy. You had a few too many Yorkshire puddings or something. I did a few too many everything, man. To be honest, like apart from, oh, fucking, have you heard that there's a new rap out where um, I know we're totally going out right? A new like, rap, like you mean? You know like, how like you can get like um, raps or whatever, um, like a Yorkshire pudding one. Oh, York. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. And, and normally when people share food porn and that, I'm like, oh fuck off with that. Drizzle cheese on everything, food porn. I'm not interested, but and it's always the fucking cheese, man. It's oh. always melted cheese. Oh, it's like melted cheese on a burger. Okay, I get it. But actually, I was kind of like, I'll be having some of that Yorkshire pudding wrap. Well, not it's in York. It's yeah. fucking. I won't travel to York for it, but if they, it's inventive, you know. Mm. It's it's creative. So yeah, yeah. back Heath, to Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. No, no, well, it, was, it was less about Heath and more about the the roles and all the people behind it. Like there was a woman who was just there for costume, and she was getting all the different materials and all the different. You know, like um, shoes, and she bought him like fifty different shoes that he could try, and 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 you know they they were get, they had like a table full of knives, and you just pick up the knives and try a different knife out, and you realise the process that goes into it. It's but I guess coll- also it's all collaborative, man. Also, the lug- like making the most of that luxury process, they realise how much money they had to spend. Some people don't get a table full of knives because they can't afford a table full of knives. Exactly. Like you've got to play with the cards that you're dealt. At the end of the day, Joker. You know, hey, hey, um. And I think, I don't know the full extent of what happened with Heath Ledger, but I think it's really sad that people romanticise and glamorise his death because I genuinely think it was an accident. I do think that's what um, this documentary really yeah, covers like a they, bit. They, I think a lot of people talk about, you know, oh, goodness, he, he committed so much. And you go, yeah, it was a fucking unbelievable performance. But I think what actually killed him was a cocktail of fucking bad drugs and booze. Yeah, completely. It wasn't, it wasn't the fact that he was, you know, you just, like, he was unwell already. You know, didn't he struggle to sleep or something? He had issues with sleeping, so that he was already on meds for the. And and that's know. and that's where method can become really really dangerous. You know, when when you can become depersonalized, you can remove yourself entirely from the real world and 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 get yourself so entirely involved in something that doesn't really exist. Well, you described that in the last podcast because you said you were coming home from playing a kidnapper ten o'clock at night and and you had you, three women in the basement, and, but, you, but you were con- contemplating 
fucking uh, forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm off to LA. You, you, you said that you were literally popping out for cigarettes because you're playing this guy every night. You're in a pub or whatever, and you're trying to sort of forget about that state of mind or whatever. And you said that you were like staying up until yawn time, thinking, did I play him too nice tonight? Did I play him too? Like, you know what I mean? It, it can you, be. You got to. You certainly have to like. You know, it's like. When you used to do the diving and everything mm-hmm. like that, you know, you've got to. It's not the same thing at all, but like, you depressurize. Yeah, you've got to. You've got to give your. You, you tell me that when you would when you would come back up, you would be ready ready for ready for fucking. You'd be good good as gold straight away. You would uh, probably need a bit yeah. of time on yourself. Oh, if if I had like, a bad one, especially like if it, if the. Um, the tide's ripping and whatever and you're holding on for fucking dear life at one point and you think to yourself fuck me this could be it <laughs> well I mean it's, you're it's, probably not going to chill out for a couple of days after that you know it's, 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 it's not it's, it's not the same thing at all I know what you mean but though. like if you're yeah, in if a you, state of mind where you're under a hell of a lot of pressure and, yeah. you're, and you're concentrating at high levels it's normal to sort of try and lean on something to sort of make that easier yeah. and obviously Heath in my opinion was doing that and he just did it too much and it caught up with him yeah, I mean, I think that there's there's also, I mean, it's a dangerous thing to do with delving into a character when people start making acting about ther- therapy. You know, they start they start using it as a way to vent the things that they are feeling in real life. That's when method becomes really, really dangerous because you know. It's, do you think that happens a fair bit? Do you, it comes. A, it sounds a little bit selfish, a bit like he. Um, what's his face with the Joker, where it was more in self indulgent rather than being. Well, a some people are perhaps in. it was. Um, yeah. I watched the movie after that. It, you ruined it for me. No, I mean, but like he, uh, in a good know, way. It wasn't the, a great film. The, 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 Jared Leto basically, rather than getting into the character, he was sort of took liberties. He was doing an impression of what he thought it would should well, be. But it's he? also Marvel's a bit of a. I imagine it's it is. It's not like the Joker's a real character. Do you know? What I mean? So there is a sort of a line that you can tread. Well, I, you've, guess. I mean, you've got to you've got to do what's in front of you. Like I don't think entirely. Like don't get me wrong. Jared Leto, like as much as I, I, th- I think you know, he takes the piss, like totally takes the piss out of a lot of stuff he does. Again, Dallas Buyers Club. In yeah. what way He's do you mean he takes the piss? He's a bit he, was se- he was sending fucking like dead rats to Margot Robbie's trailer and like used condoms and stuff like that because, you know, because he's fucking weird. Like right. that's what the Joker. Why? Why would the Joker do that? Because you're fucking mental. That's why, because you want a reason to be allowed to do fucking dark, oh, right, weird yeah. stuff. Whereas Dallas Buyers Club, he's unbelievably brilliant in that film. He's fucking amazing in that film, because I suppose the license is, you know, there's less license to be taken for what he's doing. You know, he he didn't get given the freedom. Also, he hadn't won an Oscar by that stage. So, so someone boxed him in a little bit and there forced him. There's something quite him. funny about Well, there's that there's that kind of funny element as well where you do think, did he sort of see, um, this is quite a low-budget film, I'm not going to be able to, you know, I almost owe these people a good performance. Whereas with a big corporation, you can always, almost just be like, fuck these guys, I'll do whatever the hell I want. I mean, I think, I think it's probably more likely to be the other way around a lot of the time. Sure. Low-budget, you have, you know... A lot of these, you know, big, big budget things, like you kind of have to do what you're told. You know, they hire the actor because the actor's a name and the actor's famous and the actor's, you know, got an audience behind them. But I mean, a lot of the time, especially in like a first movie before there's before it's become a franchise, you know, like mm. like you know, there's been however many Iron Man films and the Avengers and all that, and they're all for what they are, they're brilliant, all of them, like they're great, you know, they're 
so entertaining. They look great. What's what's your take on these like Fast and the Furious expendables where they're just they're just money makers and they just churn them out and churn them out and churn them out? Let's let's be honest. Superhero movies are keeping the state of California from bankruptcy. <laughs> right, okay. They make a billion dollars at the box office and people uh. love them. Like it's n- it's not art. Yeah. You know, it's it is. I mean, the visual effects are great, you know, but like it's it's a recycled story. Yeah, it's it, it, it shit to just have some snacks and have a beer too. Good guys yeah. chat about what it was they did the last time you saw them. Bad guys turn up. Good guys try and fight them. Bad guys win. Good guys regroup. Have a bit of a fucking in, montage. In, they have an infight. They split off. They get back together. They win. That's the that's the entirety of every fucking superhero movie. There is crisis. There's comedy. There's conflict. There's a lot of C's. I was trying to think of a fourth on there, but Cons. I'm gonna. There's comic book storylines. It's a classic narrative arc. Classic narrative. There's 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 you know it, it's. It's like constipation, you know. You know, it's it's like the you know th- three three act cars. I mean, for for me, like Fast and the Furious, they got better. Fast and Furious Two was a fucking great film. As soon too as Fast and Furious, as soon as Fast and the Furious stopped being about drag racing and started being about heists, they they, they I mean, respect to whoever had that fucking brainwave because they have transformed that to be like such a nineties thing, man. Like, who gives a fuck about drag racing anymore? To be honest, like it, like. You see, you see guys doing it, you go, you ruined that nice motor. Mm-hmm. Why have you painted flames on the side of it, your dick? But like... But that was in the height of like Need for Speed and like yeah. Midnight and Club. It, it that was such a great time, But they've evolved and they've changed it. Was like, fucking, we're speaking of actors who've died kind of doing what their characters did. It was fucking mad Paul how Walker. that happened with... Um, very, very sad, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, James Dean. Yeah, James Dean as well. James Dean died... Uh, when he was playing like an old man in a movie, didn't he? And apparently he died having shaved some of his hair. Like he shaved a receding hair, a receding hairline. Yeah, really weird. He's he's one. Of, I mean, he never. I mean, I don't know if you guys have watched the work that he did. Yeah, at East of Eden and Giant and, and Rebel Without a Cause. But like, there is no bullshit about James Dean. He was the real deal, and he would have been one of the greats. One of the real greats. Like he had a real fucking. Are you a student of? Do you like going back to like I don't know Marlon Brando and people Marlon like Brando is my absolute favorite. He's he's like the king. Yeah, and as uh, there are several moments in one film where I think he is probably the greatest actor that's ever lived film? on the waterfront. There are there are a couple of you know everybody goes on. Have you know, have you ever seen it? I haven't known it. You've got to watch it, man. I've it's seen him in The Godfather, as most people probably would. Last Tango in Paris. I mean, there's a lot of drama coming out about Last Tango at the minute, which yeah. is really upsetting if it's true but we'll not get into that because it's just it's super dark but on the waterfront you must have seen yeah. it right? so there, there are there are two moments in that everybody goes on about the famous quote I could have been a contender I could have been some, you know I could have been somebody you know da, 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 this, this scene in the car with his brother there are two moments in that film one where he's walking what's her name Jean St. Marie who plays the leading lady in it they're walking along chatting to each other he has essentially been the guy who has got her brother killed he has not done anything watch it guys it's the it's fucking ridiculously good it's Pause simple now. fucking simple fucking beautiful filmmaking mm-hmm. made by Ilya Kazan one of the great fucking movie makers in history straight to camera anyway but he's walking along with her she drops her glove 
he picks up her glove, he puts on her glove, he sits down on the swings, and she keeps reaching for her glove because her motivation in the scene is to get away from this guy because she's a nun and she's not allowed to be with guys. And he totally improvised. It wasn't meant to happen. She dropped the glove and he just... He was down in a flash and he picked up and you watch that scene and you go, you have just breathed fucking life into something that... Was an accident. Because you were there, man. You were in it. Like, and there's another sequence. He, he keeps pigeons like a lot of people in New York did at that point, you know, racing pigeons and everything. And as a, a repercussion for something that he's done, he... His pigeons are all killed by these gangsters. And there's a moment in his pigeon coop where his, you know, he goes in and he's cradling one of his dead pigeons and he just says, why do you have to go and do that? And it's the way he does it. And that single, those two single moments in that film have inspired me more than anything else I've ever watched. How often do you shave? I shaved last night, mate. Yeah, how was it? What was the experience like? Um, well, I've just started doing this new thing where I sort of shave the top of my beard into sort of like a point so yeah. that it's very angular. Yeah. You need all the help you can get when your sort of cheekbones are covered in um, globules. Meat and gravy. Globules. Yeah. So, uh, um, it looks good. It makes you look no, defined. I, I, I know that. Yeah. yeah. Do you um, do you also shape the bottom bit? Cause the yeah, bottom I do the neck as well. Bit, if you can see. Yeah. Another thing is having a tattooed neck. It's always good to show off the tattoos. Same me tattoos on my arms. They look like I've had them for longer than I've been alive because of the hair. Yeah, but yeah. where's the tattoo on my neck? Looks it looks sharp. Thanks yeah. to Harry's. Yeah, cheers, yeah. Harry's. And also Jeff and Andy, who I watched a video about Harry's the other day, and mm. they look nothing like what you'd think they look. I am. Has one of them got a mustache? Uh, no, neither of them. I think actually neither of them have facial hair. Well, I suppose you're sort of wearing your brand. I suppose so, yeah. yeah. All but over your face. You don't need to not... You don't need to... Yeah, that is, is Jeff that and Andy. Is that what you expected Jeff and Andy no, to, to look like? To be honest with you, I'm not that surprised. That no. is sort of... Um, although 258 <laughs> views, no wonder they're coming to us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Good point. They they look nothing like what I thought. Are they American? Yeah, they're American. Yeah, definitely. They look, and that looks like an American diner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With well, it's an office. It's an office. All right, yeah. Yeah. Are you, <laughs> you looking at the same picture I'm as I'm looking at? I'm just wondering, can we hire out that office space? <laughs> it does know? look lovely. You're right. Um, yeah. But anyway, Harry's our sponsor the True Jordy podcast. You, can I just say you don't have to be clean shaven to use a razor because really good there's point. one thing that annoys me a little bit is when you see lads with really scraggy beards. Yeah. A huge part of taking care of a beard is getting the edges right. Well, you've got the, the jawline has to be perfect. Yeah, because it's the same as, you know, if Mona Lisa wasn't framed, but this is the same you have to frame it correctly mm. in order to make it a work of art nailed it yeah smashed it and so that's why Harry's are more than happy to offer you guys an offer again other yeah 295 we're carrying the song for, yeah what? for a complete package because they were so happy with all the other people who had listened to the podcast oh. and then bought because we told them to so if you go to uh, harrys.com forward slash true geordie harrys.com forward slash true geordie and for 295 you can get a trial set trial set includes uh, I've got it some I've got it here got it here a weighted ergonomic razor handle which mine came in orange yours came in by, by weighted ergonomic razor handle what you mean is a razor a razor yeah but which, you, which, which, which like you attach the blade to but the thing yeah. is you don't realise how important that is in shaving until oh, it, you have a good one it is it, it is quite lightweight as well so it makes it but not too light that it feels cheap do you know yeah. what I'm saying it's just perfect yeah and you can sweep down the skin yeah. and make a lovely just motion with your wrist there. Yeah. You get the perfect little 
Nice curve in the beard. Love yeah. it. Yeah, you can implement curves into your shave. Mm. Most people just shave in straight lines. I like my shaves curvy and I like my women curvy. Yeah. Both the same. I don't know how you always manage to fit women into a shaving ad, but you do. And also, um, you know, women like to use razors as well, so you can double that up. Yeah, that's a good point. And mm. also, I think it's... it's your a girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Elsewhere in that package, you get five engineered <clears throat> precision blades with a lubricated strip. It's the strip that's important. Not the lubricant, although lubricant always helps. Yes. We all know that. So we're told rich lathering foaming gel, which is sort of comes in a sweet little package, which mm. I have at home. A travel blade cover, which is more important than you'd think. And do you know what I like about it? Genuine, one of my favourite things about Harry's. Yeah. The box that it comes in. Sweet it's little. so easy. Yeah. Uh, one thing, I, you know, them the big plastic things that razors come in. It doesn't actually look after it. Whereas um, if you put it in the box and it sort of has a nice sleeve that goes over it. With me travelling a lot, makes life a lot easier. You know what you've done? You've kept the box they deliver it in rather than just the cute little box oh, that not, fits over the end. That's quite nice. Oh, no, the box that they deliver, it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, keep I, that. I never thought to do that because I just, oh, this smart. is just for delivery. No, 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 no. I've yeah. got the whole thing. I've kept the whole thing. Because it feels quality, doesn't it? No, it's not a cheap at no. all. Like it could, to be honest with you, the box alone's worth more than the price you're paying for it, let alone the razor. Uh, well, that is actually a really good Honestly. point. Yeah. Uh, and then that's all the delivered. Uh, it, it comes in a Rolex box, to yeah. be honest with you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Fair play to them. You get it out and you think is this a Rolex or a razor oh, you've got no idea what you're in for but yeah. it's always a pleasant surprise yeah but you can't tell the time with this razor and I will let you know that before you buy it no. it will not tell you what time it is okay and, and who cares what time it is when you've got a chin that's so well shaven I tell you what you definitely won't have a five o'clock shadow uh, it also comes in a tidy box I just is that a funny joke? I can't remember now. Oh, carry on. Uh, anyway, it all comes in a tidy box and is delivered right to your front door. Mm. So you don't need to leave your house. Yeah. There's a mailman. He just says, hey, what's in the box? No, and he he says, you don't speak to the mailman. Oh, don't you? Because the box is small enough to be put straight through the letterbox. That's actually a really good so point. So you don't have to fanny on talking to people and, and with all that, oh, what time? Oh, you had a busy day and all the small talk. I hate small talk. Just, the, the mailman. Just get on with it. Just tell it. Just just put it through the letterbox and don't come too early because I hate being woken up early in the morning. Oh no, that's the best bit. Nah. As a kid, I used to run downstairs for that. That nah, was the, that was the nah. best. Just pop it through the box, mate. Pop it through the letterbox. Pop the Rolex box through the letterbox. Yeah. No conversation necessary. Wow, we're making a diss track at the same time. All for a great price of two ninety five for that trial. Uh, there are m many more details, uh, but you can find those on the link that we give you, which is harrys.com forward slash true Geordie. All the details are there. You don't have to sign up to something that you don't want to sign up to. It, they deliver the blades and as and when you want them, which is much better than... That genuinely, and, and, and I will make a lot of jokes, right? But completely honest, yeah. I'm actually really proud of the sponsorship deal because... It's a really quality bit of kit, and yeah. I'm like, I'm happy to be associated with that, genuinely. And that's why we blabber on about mm. it for minutes on end. Mm. Uh, go and take a look, harrys.com forward slash true Geordie. Back to the podcast? Yeah. Cheers, mate. Do you like watching the making of movies to understand why things happen? Because you said, you said the, the glove drop was by accident. So I'm assuming that you know that now because you've went back and, and revised about this movie. It's and famous. How, it's a famous yeah. improvised moment. Mm -hmm. Like you, you get you get a lot of these, like the. Because I did that with uh, the Godfather, and I thought it was great learning yeah. all about why they did things. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, you'd struggle to find a movie that was made better than the Godfather one and two. Like, what's your favourite out of the two of them? Out of interest, two. One's my favourite. I mean, I I have a lot of. I watched them originally. My gran, bless up, and Dundee. All right, Vera. Um, <laughs> <laughs> big fan. Uh, she, uh, 
she has them. So they, when they were first shown on TV, and uh, and I think the, the 70s. 70s, yeah, it was BBC, a TV series, wasn't it? They did it chronologically. Yeah. So they did the first part of. Yeah, the first part of the Godfather two, then all of the Godfather one, and then the second. Oh, so it was wow. so it was young Vito mm-hmm. coming across, and then Robert De Niro, De Niro playing Vito as, coming uh, up. Uh, as Vito. Then it was, and then it was all the stuff in in Vegas and Cuba and all that, and putting it together like that yeah. is f- on VHS with the fucking, you know, oh, like the the, the, the uh, fucking. I didn't realize how much Marlon Brando was. Uh, Make up for that because I, I, I assume, well obviously I, I'm just I'm just watching it. He's got the gun, he's got the gun and um, I, I'm assuming this is old Marlon Brando. I didn't realize he was he was in his prime at the time when he, he made that. Fifties, forties, fifties. Yeah, and they and just this, made him look about twenty years old. This this thing was because yeah. he, he has lines. And I watched the making of, and and they were like, um, oranges are a symbol of death in this movie. And like I totally didn't realise now when I went back and watched it from the start, I was like, fuck me, every time you say an orange, there's a death coming. And then, yeah, he does yeah. the orange thing he with the little the kid. orange in his mouth and there's, he dies. There's a brilliant documentary about him called Listen to Me Marlon, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so a lot of people give him a lot of stick for being crazy and indulgent and weird and mad, but this documentary is about everything that happened to him as, personally. And he was a really messed up guy. He had a lot of shit going on in his life and, you know, he was one of the first mega movie stars and he wasn't. He wasn't cut out for it. Like, no. he just didn't have the. <laughs> he wasn't happy. Do you mean like, uh, like Gaza wasn't cut out for football type exactly. shit? Exactly. The pressure of what was expected of him. He was an actor. He didn't want to be a role model, and he was expected to be both, everything. You know, and he was really kind of an introverted person. In this documentary, he kept like a, a dictaphone with him at all times, and mm. he recorded all his, his entire life, more or less. And it is the CGI create like a, a CGI face and then they show pictures and he narrates his own fuck me that's mad fucking amazing I need to watch this. it's so good man and it just you know if you like watching the making of and behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff when, when you look at all of these great actors because obviously you've studied people in depth is there anyone who you feel like you connect with more so like state of mind wise than the others or is there anyone that stands out for you that you feel like I'm, a, I'm like him. Um, I don't know. I mean, at different points, man, like there have been points in my life where I've really struggled with my mental health. So like, you know, you, you kind of just have to make, you know, you have to make do with what you've got at the time. At the mm-hmm. minute, I'm in a really good place because I'm looking after myself better than I have been in years. So that helps with, obviously, with, you know, you must feel it with all the fucking work you've been putting in the last year. That yeah. just, the, the, the focus you've got clearer, you know, clearer head. You feel more confident about everything, and you know. That's what I find strange because I'm on the come up right now. So, like <coughs> I, the way I look at it is, uh, five years ago, me life was pretty shit, and I was in a pretty bad place. Now me, I'm making more money. I'm generally happy. I'm successful, and now I'm in a pretty good place. And there's definitely a correlation between the two. But what surprises me is. When you're on the come up and you're sort of doing well, but you still got a fuck ton to prove. So I feel like me and you are in a similar place yeah. in, in different industries. You look at people who are further on, who've who've proven it, and then then some, and then they still manage to sometimes take a downturn because all of a sudden they get all the success they've ever worked for, and then they're like, "I'm not human." So this is it, eh? and and I, that worries me because I'm like, but, but con- consistency is the hardest thing 
to 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 to, to you know if if you could be consistent at all times, then we'd all be fine. You yeah. just gradually da, 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 you'd be fine. Keeping it up, you know, it's like fucking graft getting up and going to the gym, going for a fucking like, uh, you know, I I came back from Manchester the other day and I was like, just so hungover from this yeah. great night out, and I was like, oh, I seen that on your Instagram. Better go for a run, <laughs> right? Yeah. End up going ran ten miles because I was like. Sometimes, you know, when you've been through that, though, you know? for, for me anyway, like me and him have had like stuff going on, you know, sometimes oh, your family or someone's not well or whatever. For me, when you can come in and put the work in when things are in the back and you still deliver, it gives you a bit of a, like, you think, I can fucking do this because if I can do it on my worst day, I can fucking do it on my best day. That's, that's the thing is, you know, life is always going to throw shit at you. Mm. People are going to die. Just be honest about Shit it. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna lose loved ones. Mm. You, you know, it's not always gonna go your way. That's just the way it is. But most of the time, for most people, it's gonna be up to you as to how things are going. Do you know when you said that you you had a, a bad period? Mm-hmm. Was there a, a particular reason for that? Or I was a very angry kid. I was really angry kid. I, had, I felt like I, I needed to prove myself to, to everybody. I was really, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to be tough. Um, something to prove like in, in young men is a fucking motivator we're not allowed to cry you know and that's the other thing like uh, the, the it, is, it is a motivator but it can also be the most destructive thing in the world when mm. you're stuck you can feel like you're st- for instance I thought before I discovered an outlet I, I, I thought that I was stuck in a fucking cage I just felt like you know I could throw all the punches in the world and I could you know, I could be as angry and I could shout as loud as I wanted and nobody was going to hear me and nobody was going to feel feel anything because I was just fucking, essentially I was just doing it to myself. You know, you can just, you can just get tied up in this thing but then if you do find your outlet, which, I mean, so many people don't find and, you know, aren't lucky enough to find ways out and they just end up, you know, destroying themselves and, and, and you know, it's a terrible thing in young men. You know, I don't think it's spoken about enough in the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. Not everybody's macho, you know, mm-hmm. and like not everybody. That's not what it, what it is to be a man. Being a man isn't about going out and shagging loads of birds and you know lifting loads of weights and you know being being a man is just being a good human being. It's mm-hmm. just like being a woman. It's being a person who understands other people and is respectful to what other people go through. Simple as that. Like, and I think there is a lot of pressure put on young men to behave a certain way. Yeah, and the fact that you know. Suicide is one of the biggest killers of, of men under the age of 25 in the UK, like in the world, I think, because we're not allowed, you know, we're not allowed to be upset by things, especially in, you know, backgrounds like, you know, oh, working class hell, areas, you, you're know, right, you get angry, you're meant to get angry and you're meant to go and, you know. You're not allowed to be hurt no. or upset, you've got to go straight anger, haven't you? And where does it all come from? It comes from being fucking, like, ashamed or sad or lonely and you know sometimes you know sometimes you just want to fucking bawl your eyes out mm. we've all been there oh, fuck man we've all been there like it's, it's healthy funny when you're a young man though, when you want that respect I think for, for, I know everyone sitting at this table right now has had that feeling of 100%. I want to be fucking respected at what I do and who I am and I think that is a it's a motivator but it can also be like you just said destructive because if you don't get that you can do make bad decisions you can do damage to yourself yeah. by pushing too hard you know the thing that you yeah. have to or saying the wrong thing to the wrong person in the anger do you know yeah. what I mean just trying to break that wall down mm. you know because 
it's tough, you know. We're all here in a position. We've worked hard and we've got the breaks. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Like that's 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 what's happened. Uh-huh. There are lots of people out there who fucking graft and graft and graft and graft and graft, and it never happens for them. They never get the chances. They never get the opportunities. It must be fucking heartbreaking. We spoke to um, Eddie Hall, who's the world's strongest man, yeah. and he said, "What I mean, he's a beast." Uh, the second, um, second, yeah, third. He said. Um, he came very close to just sitting on the couch and not being that guy because he had depression and he, he, he had to sort of find this this place to, like you say, an outlet. Yeah. We've got a lot of young lads watching, a lot of people who look up to you, maybe one day want to be actors or anything. Um, do you do you think that there's a, a way of going about finding that outlet that you've sort of come across or...? Um, straight to camera piece. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, like, you, you just got to... It's... it's I think we touched on this the last time when we were talking about the relationship issues with those questions at the end, you know. Mm-hmm. The most important thing in the world is being yourself. You can't be ashamed of it, you know, because you're stuck with you, you know. It doesn't matter if the cunts at school are nasty to you because of who you are, you can get rid of them. You're stuck with you, be happy with you, mm-hmm. don't, you know. And, and if you're not, try and find out the root cause as to why you're not, you know. Maybe, I uh, yeah, maybe, um, I don't know if happy is the right word for content. me, maybe con- maybe even accepting or something yeah, like that along those lines I mean, is, ha- is you're, better. You're right, happiness isn't the word because uh, expecting to be happy all the time is unrealistic. Yeah. You know, contentment is is probably the more yeah. accurate term, you know. If you can get up in the morning and go steps in the right direction every day, you know. Maybe today's not as exciting as it was yesterday, but Will Smith does this brilliant thing where he, 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 he does this analogy about how when he was younger, his dad and uh, him and his brother were taken to this, I think it was like a garage or something like that during their summer holidays. And their dad was like, look at this wall, cracking wall in it. Great wall. Fucking knocked the thing down. Knocked it down in front of them and was like, make it, make the fucking wall. And they spent the whole summer building this wall up. And he says that he looks at every day in his life as laying a brick. And if one brick is out of place, that wall's not going to be as strong as it could be. Mm. So you need to make the effort to make each brick as perfect as the last. And who I else think says that, that? Dorian Yates. Dorian Yates says that. He's Tells a, a very similar story. Bodybuilder. I think so many people, and, and uh, what you're saying is completely correct, is like, every day is like a brick. And for, for me, like YouTube's been like that, like where so many other people around me in this game, and some, some people did <laughs> lay a fucking good load of bricks, but some people I've seen who were had bigger than me at one point or whatever, had opportunities and just let them go by, didn't bother. Whatever industry you're in or whatever you want to do with yourself, a lot of people who don't make it, I feel like it's because they don't lay that brick that day and one day becomes two days and three days and, and, and so many days go by because they're too busy, um, you know, chilling, to be quite honest with you. No, definitely. I mean, certainly, like, you can definitely say that when you can look back on somebody's, uh, somebody's career and go, you had it, you had your chances, and there is a reason as to why that you, you have not made the most of them. When you get given the... People don't get given the opportunities all the time, but, like, hard work isn't the key to everything. You know, there is, a, there is luck involved oh, yeah. and, and positive thinking and, you know, trying to... You know, I'm a big, big believer in the idea of you know, conceive, believe, achieve. You've got to, you've Are got you to visualize. You've got to well. send out there, man. Yeah. Like I've been, t- I've been, <laughs> I've been telling myself for years that I will be, you know, a, a very, very well respected actor. The time will come when people, you know, I, I want kids to be watching movies and going, 
I want to be that guy, you know? And it'll, it'll come, you know, because I'm working hard and I'm putting myself in the right places and I'm mm-hmm. doing it. And like, call it arrogant, you call it whatever. I, I call it, you know, I'm carving my path. I'm doing it my way. I think that's being a bit more... People on as you've got ideas above your station is what they used to be when people spoke like that though there's been a bit of a change where people are starting to realize that you can be confident without being arrogant yeah. you know what i mean and say look i think this is going to happen for me but that's how you hold yourself and you can also you could say the opposite about that some people are just actually arrogant people. yeah 100 percent. a lot of arrogance out i mean there. and the problem is arrogant people will say that exactly those lines that you've just said and but they don't put the work in that's, that's the i think that's the difference you know? they're not wrong because the it, it, it could happen yeah. conor mcgregor yeah Segway Perfect right Perfect, yeah. So Conor McGregor every, You know I You're think, a big MMA fan like, For those who don't know Yeah huge mm-hmm. So I think everybody can agree That he's 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 you know It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a bit ridiculous now The way he turns up To his press conferences But has he grafted for it? Yes Has he gone out And done what he said He was going to do 90% of the time? Yes So he didn't beat Floyd Mayweather Who gives a fuck So Nate, Nate Diaz Choked him out Nate Diaz is a world-class fucking tough guy mm. with a much better skill set than Conor McGregor has in terms it, of variety. On the ground especially. You know, like, he fucked him up. He gassed him and then he, and then he beat him up. But Conor McGregor is a guy who's done everything on his own by being a guy who got into positions and going, I'm your fucking man and I'm going to do it. And that's attractive to people. That, you know, people say he was picked, he's Dana's star, all this kind of stuff. Dana fucking White wouldn't have taken a chance on him if he wasn't fucking... He was strutting around the ring in Cage Warriors, knocking people out in four seconds, going, I'm going to be, mark my words, I'll be a UFC champion. Mm. Before it was even fucking, you know, before it was even possible for him to talk like that. It was in there, and he was sending it out there. That's it, though. I think I do, I do think uh, the, the words are almost distracting from Conor McGregor because it's the actual doing of something, which I think is important. I think he's a very underrated fighter, actually, because 100%. people are so, um, like you're saying, so taken in by the razzmatazz and the, in, in and the, the left hand. And they see the press conferences, and he's just a left hand. But actually, uh, this is the thing that annoyed me when I watched the Mayweather fight is he lasts 10 rounds with the greatest of all time boxer, or one of the greatest ever. And you know, if Floyd Mayweather gets into a cage with Conor McGregor, he probably doesn't last, uh, you know, two minutes, three minutes. hundred percent. Um, but so many boxing fans can now walk away going, well, that showed him. That's uh, that's that silly cage fight I talked about. I'm like, he lasted nearly half an hour yeah, in t- a sport that he is first ever fight against 50 fights. He landed more punches than Manny Pacquiao. Uh, exactly. Is, Ma- is, Manny Pacquiao, who is probably the only guy... Apart from, you know, Zab Judah and people mm-hmm. like that who, who had chances to, to, you know, who rocked Floyd. Pound Flo- for pound, one of the best ever. Floyd fucking... The, Floyd the, ducked Pacquiao the, for I, years, I you know, say- that's, that's that, that simple as that. If he'd fought Pacquiao in his prime, he would have lost. Pacquiao yeah. was still a great fighter when they had their fight. And Conor McGregor landed more punches than Manny Pacquiao did. It's mad how little respect you get. Fucking ridiculous. Conor re- really also understands though that the fact that he doesn't get respect from those people doesn't really change anything for him because he, yeah it doesn't make any difference and I think he has a great understanding of that which allows him to yeah. do all these things I, there's uh, a real difference in the way that people understand their own construction of like how people are perceived now because in the past it was like it was very fixed it was very set it was much more 
like one way so it, you know if, if someone wants to see, it, there wasn't there weren't all, all this coverage all these newspapers they were all trying to find angles and stories weren't told in the same way now on the internet you can literally find any angle you want about Conor McGregor you can find out he's an asshole you can find out he's a good guy you can find out what, pretty much whatever you it's want it's all about perception isn't it, it? exactly and, and ultimately I think he realised that it doesn't really matter whichever way he goes it's the doing and the attention yeah. that's going to get him somewhere that because one thing I read a really interesting article before the actual fight which was about someone who said they were uncomfortable with the way that the two guys spoke to each other like they called it they called each other fags bitch and, and stuff and like bitch that bitch and stuff like that it's unnecessary but, but I also felt a little bit conflicted by it because obviously I'm against those words or the use of them to the wrong people but I also thought well like that's the world those two guys exist in and it's a real clap now it's if they want to make all that money yeah all's fear and love and war but it becomes uh, very difficult well, when it then makes this commercial level it's, of it's not it's you know it's he's not like I, to, I totally understand what you're saying I don't think any of it comes from a place of going I'm homophobic therefore yeah. I'm gonna call you a fag or something like that. I don't think it's anything to do but, with that it's, it's to do with undermining somebody's manliness and going I'm, I'm going to call you this because and, it means and you're, you're also trying to get them you're so angry that they'll make a mistake you're yeah. trying to get, it's exactly he beat Jose Aldo before he walked into the octagon with him you mm. could see he was like stiff as a fucking board wasn't he you know as soon as he fucking touched his shoulder in that interview well, Connor took his belt and you go, Connor comes in and does all this fucking the thing, the, the thing that makes me laugh when people talk about fighting in general and just for the record I think Conor McGregor is the, the best free fighter there has ever been I think in terms of someone who could just jump into any different sport and do that I don't think anyone would have done that to me whether it lasted as long as he did I think he did great but he's, he's well I mean uh, in terms of weight classes he's jumped about in the UFC yeah. he's game as he's, fuck he's fucking up he's, for it so many fighters in previous in the UFC like Anderson Silva have stayed within their comfort zones George St. Pierre wouldn't have dead until now he'll get destroyed until Bisping's missed he's going to get destroyed I think Bisping's going to cane him but uh, we'll hope talk about so that I really hope so but what makes me laugh about fighting is and it, it kind of happened in YouTube lately where uh, you, you were talking about this before and KSI and Joe Weller are having this um, face off and, and KSI saying to him do you need tablets to keep you sane I would have knocked them the fuck out right there and, and a lot of people so you'll, you'll vouch for this right when you're having about to punch fuck out of someone in a fight I really think the fact that we're quarrelling over the fact that you said bitch, you said this, you said... We're going to punch each other and the f- we're going to try and almost kill each other. Yes, it might have offended other people and KSI's got his own job to apologise to those people. But in terms of Joe, like you say, it's a fight. We're oh, going to have bo- a fight here. He's, he's body shaming him also. Hmm. Like, you know, he's doing the exact same thing. You're trying thing. to wind each other up. You're trying to wind... He's bo- like, I mean, come on. How many fucking guys, you know, are uncomfortable with their appearance? Oh, yeah. Most of us, He's, yeah, exactly. Everyone would change a little bit about exactly. Them. Every person on earth is is a little bit like that, you know, and mm. and and it's kind of an unhealthy attitude. But it's what a lot of you know fitness people and bodybuilders say: the battle is uh, you've lost the battle as soon as you're happy with yourself. But if I'm going to fight someone you know? and they call me a big fat Geordie bastard, I'm a lot more concerned with the fact that they're going to throw a punch at us than I am about the big fat Geordie. Yeah, bastard. But, exactly. it, but a big fat Geordie bastard. No, <laughs> yeah, but at the no, same time, like, I am though. No, but the, but fucking the, the, this is the, this is the thing. Like, mm. I, I think at that stage, I understand. Like, obviously, I don't really know much about these guys in this boxing match. This think, YouTube one. Yeah, yeah, yeah this this YouTube boxing match, but like. I I understand that obviously from he reacted in a certain way because he maybe does take antidepressants. Yeah. I think it's a low blow. It is, definitely. I think it's a low blow. Uh-huh. Um and I think it, 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 it is it's unnecessary and it shows 
it shows a lack of empathy as a human being and it shows that you know in defensive in defensive uh jj and, and and i'm not saying he did the right thing in saying that but when you're on a stage and there's loads of people screaming and we've, you want to come out listen, on top we've all fucking done it we've all said things that i, I, I watched it and should I, you have I, said that oh. I'll, I'll be honest i watched it because you were involved yeah. I, I watched it purely because of that because oh. no because like i mean i think no i did like I, I watched it because you were involved and i was like oh, i want to i want to see what this is about obviously mm. there's 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 something going on if, if you've if you've put, put your name to it i think I've got a, a bit of shit for that. Actually. Well, I think there's a couple of wee fucking snakes that run the Joe Weller, <laughs> running about fucking in hoodies with sunglasses and doing all this stuff. I'm John like, Lennon, you all get fucking spat. Don't be fucking, don't be daft. <laughs> Sit one down. Of, one of them did. You've got, you've got fuck all going for you. I think the fucking the gangster rap fucking crew that hang around with fucking the other boy, uh. he's playing it. Uh. Chill out, like you, you, you know. I I understand that they're 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 JJ. Yeah, PSI, yeah. his mm. mates were like GME and all that. Yeah, yeah. These guys are fucking real deal guys, man. They're 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 fucking real deal guys. GME they? is the fucking real deal. They make fucking great music. Like you know, boy, better know they make great music. They they're they're the real fucking deal. They're mm-hmm. a bunch of real guys, and you know, they would have cleared out that entire fucking stage. Don't yeah. like you just know by 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 looking at somebody's background and looking at the fact that they don't flex it, as being well, tough it, it guys wasn't, anyway. I don't think it was meant to be that serious it just kind of it just get, but what I'm trying to say when we're talking about fighting in general is when you're saying shit at someone and you're looking them dead in the eye and even if it's a charity boxing match we've all said stupid shit you all want to come out on top especially in front of millions of people watching we've all said fucking stupid shit you, you want to make somebody it's, it's exactly what you said you want to make somebody make a mistake You fuck, that's a good job you weren't involved in that He's fucking top dog at whining. Oh yeah, I bet, I bet you just fucking it's sit a there nightmare. Just... But at the same time, <laughs> I've wanted to punch him about thirty <laughs> times in, in the punch. Um, no, I, but I think also people. It's like uh, you were a little proud of that. I was like, <laughs> just just the thirty. Uh, you know? Excellent at um, finding a flaw. Oh yeah, he hones in on them. But Go on, then. the uh, a real issue, a real issue with um, don't get me started. A real issue with uh, on, a real issue. I think with that is I want to face someone at their best. Mm. I'm, I've never boxed, but I, I I would want to face someone at their best. I I used to run in school, and I wanted I didn't talk to any of the this other guys. Guy, he can fucking run like I or like cross country. Honest, honestly, uh, yeah, I, I swear to God. But I also used to do like hundred meters and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, you don't talk to them at the start you just want to they go as fast as they can you go as fast as you can you don't say a word to each other beforehand you've come from fucking Burton those guys come from Derby you don't get to have this chat beforehand you just run as fast as you can and part of me also thinks I kind of want to see the same I don't want to see someone undermined by their depression or their body or whatever I want to see two guys going at it at their best and it for me, the press conference kind of ruins it. The depression side, I think, is different. The depression chat, for me, is a completely different thing because actually it's almost like there's a meta side to the chat about depression now. Some people realise, and I'm not saying Joe's doing this, but realise the benefits of talking about depression to young men. They realise that if I'm depressed, people are going to relate to me and then I can I can be the, yeah. the martyr of that. I, I, I think we... A, a just, lo- just to say this, I, I think... In my opinion, and you'd agree with this. I just said I don't think Joe's there. Yeah, but I just want to say though, Joe definitely wouldn't do it for a benefit of no, him. No, but, but no, I, 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 I do. I mean, like I've suffered with depression for a long, long time. You know, 
there is no disrespect meant in, in what you're saying at all. Yeah. I, I get it. Well, and I, I don't. I totally understand. It's a fashionable thing to talk about. I, but not only that, it's also fashionable to diagnose. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And, and I think self-diagnosis. Yeah. And self-diagnosis is a huge problem. Real. I also think there's a lot of people in people's lives who are more than willing to say a parent, a mother who wants to keep it, uh, their young child close, a girlfriend who wants to keep their boyfriend uh, happy who also want to diagnose and then keep that person in that position because mm. I think there are elements and I've seen that happen in relationships where someone said you're depressed and I'm like I don't think this person's depressed I think there's a but, difference between sorry to interrupt you mate yeah. I think depression in my opinion is a chemical imbalance in the brain which is a physiological thing and being down and unhappy is a situation that yeah. you're in and they're two different things and sometimes they can get crossway you're just having a bad week absolutely you're not depressed Some, depression is a lifelong battle you sometimes you can't get out of bed you know you, you can't feel exactly, depressed can, without can, being depressed exactly mm. and there's a massive exactly, difference there's, and there has to be a distinction made there I also think there's also a big problem in the fact that actually people say well we need to talk about it more we need to talk about it more I think the more we talk about it the better it gets mm -hmm. because also you progress the conversation absolutely. so we don't just start off from this where we started off with a chat with depression, which was a really sort of shut in, terrible conversation where people were just like, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, you can't really get over it. Have a terrible. cup of tea. Exactly. Have a cup of tea, sit down. It's the dog, isn't it? You're always following around. And all that bollocks. No, but like, yeah, fucking absolutely, but, yeah. And, and then you have to, and we have to find a way to get beyond that because actually it makes me sick to see what some people talk about depression at the moment. And I, I feel, I feel angry with some people of the guys. People glamorise it, totally. Yeah, to glamorise really mental illness. Because, I mean, and, yeah. and I, I totally, when I see people glamorizing it I'm like you don't understand what it's like yeah. to be and again this is um, this is not me being in any way it's, it's uh, when they do those YouTube videos and they're like me 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 we, me, me, we me. need to have it it's been meaning I've been meaning to talk to you this for a while you know what trust, if, trust if, me like so trust me, me. you, you wouldn't, don't want to talk to anybody yeah, about you it. wouldn't turn you that fucking camera fuck, on if you were properly depressed. you can't fucking you talk to well this is the thing so speaking about depression the guy from Lincoln Park Chester Benning, um, is it Bennington is it last Bennington name? yeah yeah they showed uh, his missus recently showed a video of him like days before and he's smiling happy with the family looks like the guy who's got it all and then two days later that happens mm -hmm. And, and and like you said, so people with genuine depression, it is so internalized and so buried deep down inside that it is very hard to come well, up with. I mean, Whereas also, there's some people who are, like you're saying, just free flowing. Like, oh yeah, I've got depression. Yeah, oh, I mean, I, I I think we're we're towing a line here now. That's genuinely, difficult. like I think we are towing a line. Like uh, in terms of, it's we we can't legitimately judge. You, it's not, you can't, can't have authentic because, depression and inauthentic. Yeah, Everyone we, can we, be on the scale. We, There's a great we, scale. We can't. We can't be judging people because you know everybody exists inside. But I think it's fair to be skeptical at times when you see someone talk about it in a certain way, and you're an actor yourself, and you can sort of tell when you're like. Do you know what I'm saying? What there is times when you see someone who's. I certainly think of uh, you know as as one of those things where I, I've certainly, you know, uh, I, I've. Uh, it, I don't want to use the word demons, but like all, all that kind of stuff. You just, I, I've always been, and I, 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 everyone that I've ever spoken to about it that's gone through the same kind of thing as I have, you're ashamed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to flaunt it, man. You want to hide it as mm -hmm. much as you can from people because you don't want people to know yeah. that you are fucked up. Because yeah. that's how you think of yourself. You think of yourself as being a fucking loser. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. think of yourself as being pathetic. You think of yourself as being all these things, and like. Rock bottom. It's difficult to fucking drag yourself out of that sometimes. You know, it's fucking, it's impossible for some people to do it on their own. But it is one of those things that is, you know, it, 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 
I I would say in my experience that w- w- when I was certainly going through things like and I, you know I, I hope that it never happens to me again but like mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been flaunting it I wouldn't have been telling people all about it at the time because I, I didn't want anybody to know. It's interesting you say it like that because actually, ironically we're speaking about Joe um, when he first came out and said it um, he literally said I don't really want to make this video but I feel like I cannot make a video. And, Fair play. And he's like, if if I don't talk about this, I'm never going to make another fucking video. No, so I feel like I've got to just tell you is that this is how I feel. And I um, felt fucking proud of him, actually. No, like. I mean, I think it's a, it's a big fucking brave thing to do because mm-hmm. obviously, like, you guys have responsibility to your subscribers. And, y- you know, if you're doing video after video after video and then you're like, I've got no motivation to do it. Yeah. People are going to ask questions. You're going to get bombarded on fucking you get millions of followers on social media. Mm-hmm. You're going to get bombarded with Wednesday night's video, when's this, when's this, when's this. And it just must have fucking driven him fucking... just so, just, yeah. just fucking mad. Mm-hmm. And brave boy. You know, I'm not I'm not doubting anything, you know. Like, I'd like to meet the guy because, you know, I think he's a, he's, he's a smart guy. He's done a lot of cool stuff. He's funny as fuck. <laughs> he is, isn't like, he? Um, and, you know, good on him. I think it's a brave thing to do to, because it's a step in the right direction. That's what I was going to say. You know, you get to the point when you don't want you don't want to talk to people, but you kind of have to, otherwise it's not going to get any better. And then, you know, then you do. And it gradually starts to get easier. because How, you, you know, when you started, bro, like, where do you feel like you are now? Is this Was this a few years ago when you felt like this? Um, how many years? I mean, up, up, up until, on and off, you know, like, mm-hmm. up until maybe six months ago. Like, it's been something that's affected me since I was about 16. Um, so almost 10 years. Like, it's, it's, it's been post-puberty, sort of adolescence mm-hmm. into young manhood, and which is ob- often when it happens to men is, you know, you know, you get all these different things going on in your brain that you don't really understand. Mm. You get irrational thoughts and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And, you know, obsessive compulsive thoughts, not OCD, but like you get your all mind this, goes back to all this these place things. You know, I, I I kept uh, for for years. I just you know, my dad is my best mate. Like I kept the thing that I couldn't get out of my head was that my dad's gonna die one day. That was it. Just fucking haunted me at any given time when I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, non fucking stop. And if that's in your head all the time. The person that you fucking idolise and, and you know that's gonna fucking I, I, honestly it's funny as you say because my mum used to smoke and um, I remember having fears of her getting cancer all the time like all the fuck- obsessive you can't get like, it out she's gonna get cancer it's gonna happen she smokes everyone who smokes gets cancer it's gonna happen fucking mad it's it, awful it's man it's hard, about yeah. I think for a lot of people as well it's also um, depression I think can feel quite impossible for some people to get out of and if you can't get out of bed, how exactly. the fuck can you get out of, a, like, a, you know, you feel broken, you feel crazy, you feel lost. And I think for some people that then uh, interrupting those thought processes and beginning to break down why your brain's thinking that is actually quite a good thing to go through for someone who's depressed because then they can at least start to get a handle on why those thoughts happen well, and I, break down that process. Definitely. And, and I think also at that stage, you just have to realise that hard work focus doing things will make you feel better when you're at your lowest point and those are the hardest things to do yeah getting up and being productive is the hardest thing you can do going to the gym going for a run 
going out and meeting people. You know, I was in fuck. I've been in stages where I've just like, I've just not socialised with anybody for fucking months. Mm-hmm. I've just made excuses. I've made plans with people. I've been maybe feeling a little bit good one day, and then I've texted somebody. You know, and then you know, I'd be sitting on the couch with a couple of cans, and I'd just be like, "Fuck it, fuck it, fuck that." But also not making an identity point. out of that, no. and not and not. I think a lot of people are trying to attach those thoughts to depression or. Let's also acknowledge someone saying they can be depressed is also a really great excuse for the, for acting like a complete arsehole to some other people sometimes, and that's also another thing oh, to yeah. address. People, is it's not can make excuses for all. A lot of people use depression as an yeah. excuse as well. well. It's, it's it's cool. It's cool. I think da- so, it's cool. Well, be damaged. But that's it's like James, James Dean's characters are all damaged so. characters. Cool damaged. Like all the all the actors we've spoken about all play damaged people. Well, and like even you talk about addressing these bad guys how they're not really bad guys they're conflicted characters look at all the fucking characters like that have affected youth youth culture at certain points you know yeah. James Dean's a perfect example one of the best ones for me is is uh, what Jack, o- Jack O'Connell did in Skins when he played Cook yeah. you guys watch Skins yeah. when it was on right fucking exceptional actor mm-hmm. great performance um, he's playing a very sick young man and I know so many young men who want young men who wanted to be cook. Exactly. I wanted to be cook, you know, because he was fucking, he was fearless. Mm-hmm. He put himself in danger at all times. It's like gangster rappers and shit. Where Fifty Cent comes Gangsters out and goes, "I've been either. shot nine times or whatever." People you know, are like, "Joe Pesci, really on?" You fun. know, fucking good fellas. You mm-hmm. look at it and you go, "You actually want to be those guys? You're not going to be happy looking at yourself in the mirror." Yeah, genuinely, because they they it's are they are broken it's, people. Exactly, it's not a realistic depiction of how you can live your life. It's not. Okay, so three manic depressives around the table. We've had. Um, we can't go from one to. We can't go from that right. to like. I mean, three days are great. Four days are bad. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we've we've had a drink break. Yeah. Now. Um, got a beer there. Um, women, Dan, how's that been going for you? Good. Yeah. Mm? Yeah. No, I I'm I'm a single man. Um, yeah. And Man I'm, about town. I'm. I mean, I'm enjoying the fact that I get to travel around. Mm. And uh, you I'm, went to Asia. How was that? I went to Japan. Yeah, for the yeah. first time. You ever been to Japan? Nah, man. Ever been to Japan? Nah. I really. You'd be a fucking superstar over oh. there. Trust me. You get. You get loads of brand deals and all that. They tell you. think Godzilla was had you a fucking face of everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, like Homer Simpson when he became like the face <laughs> of the, <laughs> the cereal box. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's it's an amazing country, yeah. man. Like the history of the place. The fucking food yeah um, and a lot of, you know a lot of very beautiful is that where so you did, did your hair they, like are that? They, are they big is that where I did my hair yeah. like that yeah. the Sam, Mitsurugi Sam, yeah. Yeah. are they a big um, Game of Thrones fans over there are they, are they like no oh, so, so you I thought you went because they've got so their own I, dragons and shit they've got their own dragons you just stop fucking nicking his lines stop I'll make the jokes yeah uh, no it's fine it's cool I mean I, I enjoyed that I thought it was they're not big Game of Thrones fans though I did go over for, for work but like it was so it wasn't the Thrones related no it was a comic con oh. um, and it was it was quiet but really? it was fun I mean we had a lot of spare time to go and do stuff and it was one of the best places I've ever been in my life yeah. best food the, f- the food honestly like I'm, a, I'm not religious but some of the food that I had made me question whether or not there was a god uh, it's fucking like if you're into sushi you're more atheist no like oh. like wow. there must be something fucking creating this tuna because it's just melted in my mouth what yeah. is happening here oh so you like sushi oh. that mm. is what I love about travelling is you I've do find sushi. like you find like different You've kinds of food never had sushi yes you fucking have how have you not had sushi I've had like um, this little rice thingy that was in Tesco's once but I don't really think that's sushi is it <sighs> you've never had sushi 
No, no. What you, what? you two should go out for sushi and you should <laughs> show him. I just want to see you with chopsticks, yeah. man. I've tried. It's a, it's a fucking nightmare, uh, to be honest. I like, I like, um, I've had like Thai curries and stuff like that. I like, I'd, I'd like. That's not, that's not sushi. No, I know that. Yeah. It's all Just raw. having rice isn't having sushi. I love rice. <laughs> yeah. Who well, you're going to love sushi. You're going to love sushi. Do you like fish? Uh, yeah. Sweet. Then we're good to go. I like Chinese food and that's stuff what, as well. And, and well, it's not like sure. Chinese Again, food. Again, Japanese food. Yeah. Japanese food. Um, Again, just naming countries and, near and, Japan. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just saying, like, right. you know. Yeah. Do you I, like kangaroos? Great. You're going to love New Australia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Moving on. What are the women like in Asia? Did you get any attention off the girls? Yeah. I mean, what's the, like... Because you're Western man, you know? Western man... Um, I'm I'm quite broad. Has pe- um, people yeah. won't realise that's me sitting next to Brian? But yeah. like, you're I'm, a you're a I'm, yeah, a, stra- like I'm a strapping young like strapping young lad. Mm-hmm. I'm hairy, mm-hmm. and that's not that's not yeah, the two Asian, things that are not common. Asian men yeah. are, are famously sort of bare chested, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, and I mean, and, sort of, <laughs> and lacking in other departments. Do you need a racer? I mean, let's not. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. <laughs> that was casual racer. I yeah. didn't mean it. That's like not that. even casual at that that's point. Just full on racism. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I've just told about... people not to sing that song about Lukaku, and then I go and do the other, the opposite. You so. are a hypocrite. So yeah, so, so the yeah. girls like you over there. Yeah, no, it was nice. Some man. of them. Uh, some of them. I mean, some did, some didn't. I've like. never been with a Any um, the men. An, have other, man. I've never been with a man. No, I've never been with a, an man. Asian girl before. Or an Asian man. I mean, not right. I've had a massage before, but you yeah. know what I mean. I mean, you've been in the company of an Asian. Woman. I, 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 I'm, I will not disclose whether or not I was with any Asian mm. women, but they're. Which character did she play? I will not disclose any anything like this. <laughs> she uh, missed it. <laughs> <laughs> this is <coughs> this is the go, man. This is a fucking racist as fuck. Well, no, no, no. I mean, Pokemon chat. Come on. You I said you're at Comic Con. For Game of Thrones. Oh, oh right, okay. Oh, okay. Right, all right. No, I mean, I, I think Asian women are really pretty, though. The, the, do you know that my favourite one? Asian um, women are really pretty. All right, that's por- not racist. No, por- porcelain dolls. Saying, so like, there's, the, yeah. there's, there's, there's. They're very pretty, though. There's, they're not sexy. They're pretty. The, right. the difference. Do you know what I mean? No, I mean, you go over there, you're going to see a lot of sexy women. Right. Oh. Suddenly, Brian's interested Matt, in a 19-hour um, flight. The Jason Statham film, the first one where he's the driver. And he, um, what, what the transporter, and, and and there's an Asian girl in that who he saves. Yeah. Now we're talking. She uh, is the, she's one of the prettiest women I've ever seen in my life. Just well, wow. Google her. I think gorgeous. I think it's it's one of those things in terms of the lifestyle. Like they don't eat a lot. Mm. Like generally in Japan, you know, sushi like it's small servings of things, you know, and it's rice and protein, yeah. fish, eggs, rice, like. That's how you stay trim. Three you great social, yeah. Three great staples of any diet. You, you, you stay, you know, they eat I'd a lot, be like a lot sumo of vegetables over there. I'd be a giant. You would be absolutely, but like, do you reckon there's some women out there really like get into that? Yes, definitely. Are you kidding? It's like going. It's like going. You're exotic. You know, you're exotic. I've it's, never felt exotic in my life. Well, look at his funny little face. <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those things. That's for instance, I've never uh, felt that way in my life. When I when I go to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. like. When you open your mouth, you Scottish thought you were exotic when you first came to London. People thought you were such a novelty. To any, if you leave Newcastle, people are like, "What is that?" Mm-hmm. And if you go to Japan, everyone's going to be like, "Fucking Godzilla!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you get a lot. No, of they, you they, get they, all... They're used to Godzilla. Me, on the other hand, good point. Novelty. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> you, yeah, you walking out the ocean. No, it's. I, I mean, it's like going anywhere different. Like when I go to Los Angeles, Americans, American girls love a Scottish accent. Like are, are you into going to new places a lot? Because like some people, they get a bit. 
home comforts. They don't want to go across the doors. You don't. You're, you're like living that. in London now. Well, you've got a place in London and Scotland. And um, LA. Jesus. How do you find being man. the northern dude down south? Because it is a bit. I know what it's like. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's different for a Scotsman and a Geordie, though, isn't it? Not really. Not, I, to the, not to the Cockneys, it's not. No, uh, I, think same, it, really. I think it is. Yeah, no, we, I mean, I, I mean, there's... there's. I live, in a, I live in a nice part of London. Like, I don't... You don't get people causing causing issues. Not in a gated community, no. Not in a gated community. Not with the concierge. Yeah, exactly, not. yeah. Um, they say JMA come and they go, boy, better know, yeah. get him out of here. No, <laughs> not him. No, it's... it's uh, it's a little like that. No, it's not at all. But, um, no, no. But it's it's. I don't know. I Posh mean, girls. I've had, they love it. They love a sort of bit of rough, don't they? A bit of northern rough, don't they? That's certainly what I've found mm. as as an experience, not as a man to take home, mm-hmm. um, but as a man to hang out with for a little while. Oh, definitely, yeah. um, it's like a novelty to you. Yeah. Just like to be honest, for me, like I I, I had a, a, an ex girlfriend who was very posh, and like mm. was the reason she's my ex girlfriend. You know, uh, it didn't. It, we came from entirely different backgrounds. She can did, that not work? Do you know? I, no, I t- totally think it can. Absolutely, yeah. but the, the reason you know it didn't work for us was because I couldn't really understand why she thought the way she did, and she yeah. couldn't understand the, the, why I thought the way I did. You know, and without getting into too much detail, because obviously you don't want to upset the girl. Do you, do you mean like um, you do. your yeah. values were totally different to hers? Like. Yeah, I mean I had values. <laughs> 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 All right, we're um, gonna go deeper now. No, no. I mean, she's, <laughs> bless her. She was a lot. She's she's she was a she was a sweetheart. Like she was a sweetheart, but it just didn't work out, as is often the case. Mm. <laughs> it's also when you, you're a certain age, it's just much. You know, like you know, you're twenty six, mid twenties, twenty five. Sorry, yeah, Lawrence. you're you're mid twenties now. So do you believe in like settling down on, and, and having kids, or are you just sort of? Because I I don't really know. With your career, what is the right way to do things? I just got to see what happens. Uh-huh. To be honest, like I have no plans in any way. I mean, I've got friends from school who you know who are my age, mm-hmm. younger than me, some, and who are getting married, and you know have been are married, and you know buying houses and settling down, mm-hmm. and you know planning stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> like it genuinely like makes me break out in fucking sweats. Like yeah. I couldn't think of anything worse at the minute. I love out a suitcase, you know. Most of the time, I love the Same, fact yeah. that I can be like, "Cool, I'm going to Japan. I'm going to Australia. I'm lucky that I get to do that." It would be fucking. It would be hard, man, if you've got somebody at home that you don't get to see because you're away all the time. That's gonna fuck both of you, man. Like, mm-hmm. unless yeah. they travel with you, or unless they like travel that. with yeah, you know, yeah, or, or you know, at some stage, obviously, like I think at some stage I'm, I will, will probably want to get married and, and have a family, and like that's always been an ambition of mine. But. Yeah. I'm not going to go looking for it now, man. I've got I, I've another been, 10 years of doing what I'm doing before I start thinking yeah. about that. I think. It's probably about right. Sometimes I question myself, like, what the fuck are you actually, like, looking for? Because sometimes you're, like, you'll think you want something and then you'll meet a girl who sort of fits what you've kind of been saying you want. And then you you're, not like... You've not even had sushi yet. But, but do you know do what I mean? mean? No, do you know what I mean? But, but it, it, do you think that there's a... Have you built up someone in your head where you've got, like, an idea of what you want or a, a rough... Uh, formula. I mean, obviously, like everybody. What was that? Just what? If you if you meet a girl, <laughs> are you are you looking for like certain her to come out with certain things? Yeah, that, definitely. Like, like uh, to, to be honest, like more narrow, more more. Stop <laughs> it up to me, Lord. Sorry. No, more so than 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 any other point for me. Like, I I think like uh, if I was gonna be with anybody for any length of time, like I I would need to have a lot in common with them. 
because uh, you know at other points I've had you know when I was younger I had you know girlfriends here and girlfriends there that was just like you're really hot I think I think you're really hot like and you obviously think the same about me we have nothing in common we don't really chat that much but we have a great time together fun you know it's, it's not really going anywhere but for me now I'm like if I'm gonna make that commitment I'm gonna need to know that you know I can be myself entirely myself yeah. you know something where I don't need to pretend to be anything you know if I'm going to be a fucking slob one day I want to be able to be the slob that I want to be mm-hmm. you know I don't want to be fucking airs and graces and you know trying to impress somebody at all times it needs to be somebody who's down to earth somebody who has good good, good morals you know as, as you were talking about earlier on you know the working class thing isn't essential but I wouldn't, at least I wouldn't, have I wouldn't, the I same not. respect that you have for everyone because yeah. you respect everyone until there's a reason not to respect them yeah uh-huh. yeah absolutely and I think that that's to be honest that's important and if you know if, if they like if they like the, you know the fighting and they like the sports and they like the same kind of movies that I like and they're passionate about you know or passion you know passion and drive and ambition and what, they, and what she's doing fucking hell yeah, yeah there's dude, nothing I, more attractive I than must that. admit I love a woman who's like got a bit of fire about her and like I'm gonna do this I'm like, gonna take it as a man when you see a bit of a bit of testosterone about a woman or something where you're like oh you've got a bit of fire in your belly I, I no but I'm just using the word do you know what I mean though no I a I, woman who's a bit fucking driven and, and, and wants more from life than just the the, the the regular, I, I do appreciate. That. It's sexy, man. It's yeah. sexy to, to to see, and and you know, it's the flip. It's the flip side of of what a lot of women find sexy in men, or what men find sexy in men, or women and women, or whatever you're into. But like, um, it's it's ambition, it's drive, it's going. I want to do something, and I'm going to make it happen. Like for me personally, it doesn't have to be. That she wants to be something massive, like an actor or a musician. No, no, Even not if at she, all. Right, for, let's say for, she's a nurse, and I know that's a stereotypical woman job, but I'm just saying. But if she says to me, I really helped someone today, and I really love what I did, and I'm like, yeah, fucking good on you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I like that sort of thing. 100%. No, I think caring about, you know, somebody who loves what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're that's... usually going to be quite happy, which means less ERA for me. For a start. But you know, but also it means <laughs> you've got the chance to actually talk about uh, actual stuff, mm-hmm. not fucking like what was shy. Small talk can only get you so far. Fuck in life. me, man. You know like, what I mean? You think, I, you know, sometimes I've, I've, you know, I go on dates with girls and I'm just like. I've clocked you within within one day. Seconds. I, I, I know everything about you almost straight. No, away. Not not that, but I'm just like I'm out, man. Yeah. I'm out. You've been speaking to me for ten minutes about this and that, and I don't care about ex boyfriends and bullshit like that. It will like material That's a bad material possessions. Don't do that. Don't go like down the ex ex boyfriends yeah. or like. Oh, I mean, just like somebody that is just kind of there, open, comfortable. Somebody that you can just have a laugh with, you know, mm. like somebody where it's easy, no stress. As soon as stress gets involved, I'm out, man. I'm, I don't deal well with the stress. Oh, I don't like us. stress. And if, if you know, I know mates, boys, um, who are in relationships that are maybe kind of unhealthy at the minute, and boys. And uh, what do you mean by unhealthy? Yeah, well, you know, I know a couple of boys that are in very good mates of mine who are in relationships because they are scared of not being in relationships because yeah. they've been in them for that long but they're actually being poisoned by the women that they're with and I've no women who are in the same position they're what being do you poisoned mean by, by poisoned though? Like, it, well they're not being they're not being given the chance to do the things that they want to do and be what they want to be because who they're they are, so committed to yeah. helping the other person out and it's the same with a lot of my, my female friends a few of my female friends are 
I, I don't so know what you're saying as well. I'm just giving there. the camera a wee stink eye <laughs> what you're saying is though like you, when you say you want to be yourself and, and also for your friends you want them to be with people that they can be comfortable with and, they, and who are comfortable with them I think once you start changing who you are in a relationship everyone changes a little bit we're all sort of moulded into what it's a bit you know, if she's into something you'll go along with that, that music or whatever but when you start literally becoming a different person that's when you have to question like you, got, you can't do it because because you're because as we discussed earlier on you, you the relationship isn't going to last forever if it's yeah. like that and if it does you're going to live an unhappy life uh-huh. you know you're stuck with you yeah. you've got to be happy with you and if you are, if you have ambitions and you want to be doing certain things you can't give them up for somebody else because to, to let them do their yeah. thing you know i don't believe in one that. thing i learned about like a career is sort of reverse engineering it and, and thinking of what am I good at and therefore what can I do and and for me it's a little bit like that with relationships it's yeah. who am I and who would I work with because unfortunately as men we look at a lass and think she's fucking hot I wouldn't mind shagging that for a good few years and, 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 and generally you sort of think I don't really care about the personality I will do anything to stick with you and I've, I've felt like that before but it's the wrong attitude the right attitude is Am I actually fucking compatible with this lass? It doesn't matter how she looks. If I'm not compatible, this is gonna last. I'm gonna waste time. How many times have you convinced yourself? Oh mate, this is this is what happens. A lot. But it, it, you know, and that's when you start thinking about things like it's not always about you know it, it's the trigger point certainly, but you've got to start looking at you know why am I willing to do this mm. for someone else? Obviously, I'm not fucking you know there are other things going on that you need to deal with, and you, you can only really deal with them. People get in relationships all the time to cover up their own problems, you know, because somebody else makes them happy, but you got to be the person that makes you happy. You can't rely on somebody else. Oh, to mate, do that, you've just man. hit the fucking nail on the head there. Simple do you know how many that. lasses I've met and I've thought to myself, you literally have come into this relationship with me as a way of covering up your own fucking issues. 100%. Like, you literally need to work on you before you even get into a fucking well, relationship. That's, that's what often happens with people is, you know, you meet somebody, there's a spark, you have a great time, you've not been having a great time. And a lot of relationships, Yeah, a lot of relationships happen because one person is lonely, another person is lonely, you're looking for something and you find it. Like... I, and, and that's to be honest that's why none of my relationships have ever lasted because mm-hmm. like it's come from a point of going you know I think I'm ready for a relationship and then boom it fucking happens the next it? girl who comes exactly. along like a taxi put your thumb out right, I'm ready and then he actually comes it's, it's one of those things it's rather than wait timing rather than going you know I'm not expecting anything I've got no expectations I've got no, no you know anything like that and then you meet somebody and you go you know I think we can all fucking you, you know <laughs> Uh, we, we can all agree you're in a relationship right you know yeah. we, you can all relate we, to that we, 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 there is nothing better and we can fucking you know we can this is again what we were talking about you know as men and you know the, the butch thing there's nothing better than being in love mm. the fucking feeling of being in love with somebody and spending time with the person that you love more than anything and like if you are both killing it at what you do you're like a fucking power couple. It's mm-hmm. cool as fuck. When you walk out together and you go out and go to dinner and you go and do stuff together, you feel fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. You're proud of one another. You're proud of yourself. Yeah, and you're interested in her You're as well. interested. Mm-hmm. You keep each other interested. You challenge each other. You know, you keep each other on your toes. It's fucking great. Is it something that you can find by looking for? Nah. I don't think so. I don't think it's something you can find by 
oh, yeah. like, you know, I'll find I'll find the love of my life on Tinder. It's luck, isn't it? I, I feel like a bit will. of luck. Though. I don't think you I will. It's more just like timing, sort of like... You might find it on Tinder, though. You just you don't m- know. You might do, but like, you know, you see on, on these might dating want to go apps and things like that. Apps. But... <laughs> genuinely um, I really identify with what you're saying though when you talk about relationship because like <laughs> there's been a lot of times where you spend time with the wrong girl and you're literally just like wait until me balls fill up again because I'm bored fucking shitless here like, and it literally but when you're with a girl and you're on a night out and you're having a good time and you're genuinely like you're hanging on every word she says and you're really interested in that you're compatible everything's clicking it's a fucking good feeling do you know one of the things for me that I would say one of my big problems throughout the years with, with women has been the fact that I if I like if I like a girl I will fucking I just I will do anything anything to make sure that she rates me higher than anybody she's been with and then when that happens I lose interest right so once you feel like you've won it's fucking ridiculous uh-huh. man and it's something that I've only really realised over the last couple of years that's quite that's just mad sort of that. the chase of uh-huh. going top of the list you know got, got to fucking smoke these cunts get them out of the fucking water like just just fuck these guys you will not you, you will have been eating my so dust when, re, so, so it's ego driven it's sort of, so yeah, fucking yeah. ego driven oh, it's completely it's pathetic, ego. man to go like rather than concentrating on that actual person I'm concentrating on the fact that I'm like I'm gonna charm but then how do you ever know the truth how do you ever know because that's why none of them have worked man <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you know that's why none of them like, have worked you, even if she says you're the best everything ever everyone you'll never that. truly fucking know but everyone says that anyway exactly yeah. you know exactly because that person's I, also going to convince also, themselves back at that time yeah you, you are the best well you time. are of course yeah, like yeah. why else would I be with you like yeah. I'm not with him because he's you know I'm not with him because of this I'm, I'm with you so like yeah there's a reason like had we you know met five years ago would we still be together that is part of the problem with sort of like the concept okay. of monogamy in the first place though is that actually like people they it's then bullshit, get bullshit but they <laughs> it's whether you, I mean you can subscribe to it if you uh, I mean some people subscribe some, to it some people are very happy to set on do that thing absolutely yeah but also some people then uh, realise maybe some of the flaws in the monogamy idea is that everyone then sets up this perfect person or they want to be at the very top of that list and actually I think what a lot of people end up doing is settling for what they consider to be number two or number three in their list safe rather than somebody so who's not going like, to run away from me somebody who's not going to go and find somebody it's a little bit like rolling dice and also some people you know they're in their mid-thirties or whatever and they 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 can't they don't feel they can move on from that, that that's cause. a concept of settling as well is, is an interesting one because I know a lad who th- he had a girl who was perfect for him like perfect in every way for him but because he'd he'd won like you've just described he knew he was she was she idolised him he felt like not work for yeah and he went and got with the girl who was better looking than her but a fucking nightmare completely wrong for him she kind of boil water and literally <laughs> And I'm like, what have you done that for? And it's all about because he needed a challenge. His ego needed that risk and yeah, that one. But surely then, I think that's that's maybe where you realise you're old enough for a relationship is you shift your challenge from being to attain the girl to then the challenge of the relationship, but not like let's make this crazy. I'm not ready, exactly. You don't. But you don't want to. You don't want to shift your challenge yet. You're no, still trying no, to. No, I have my my challenges are shifted, but I genuinely generally now I find that I'm having a much better time. When when I when I go and you know like I'll maybe date a girl for a month here, 
and it's all very casual, and there are, you know, there's no commitment to anything. It's just really nice, you know. And I'm, I call them mini relationships. But, they, but if you want a name and, for them, it is like They're a mini like magnum. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know how you thought of that name. It's mini, just like, <laughs> I've, I've had them for a lot of years. It's great, like mini you, relationships. You, you do your fucking, you do your thing, and like, I think. It, it kind of works. The, the thing They're for like me chicken is nuggets, but occasionally magnum you want minis. A, but you want a chicken burger at it's, the end of that. You know what nice. I mean? You you nuggets are lovely. I love a nugget. I'll chomp nuggets all day. But a roast chicken. I get the analogy. I get the analogy. No, I get the analogy. Right? I get it because if you have a connection with somebody and you have fun together, why does it need to be anything more than it is? And I think at all times, you know, there's always a pressure on this thing where you go. Well, we get on. We should give Let's it a go. Get married. You uh-huh. go. Well, fucking. Why should we? Uh-huh. Like, why shouldn't we? But equally, why the fuck should we? I don't want that. Like, you're cool, but like, if 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 it's gonna disrupt how I want to live my life in the minute, then it's not. Happening. And another thing is, for me personally, and I know not everyone has this opinion, but when I look back on my life, I want to fucking look back and say I had a lot of fun. Me, like, I went with a lot of women. What memories? Not fucking. I shot this one, that one. I had a great fucking time. It was bloody great. I fucked a lot of women and I had a good laugh. Do you know what I mean? And then eventually, your words not me. And then I'm, I'm just saying I really believe. I'm being honest. That's what you want. No, That's... Be, and this is my genuine belief. Is like, I, I, and and it's not an ego thing. I just think that there's an Keep enjoyment of experience and different there's women. Eight billion people on this planet. Yeah, but four billion of them. Variety is truly the spice of life. Billion. And it really is. No, but like also... I'm what if you can joking, find like, someone I with multiple personalities? No, I, think I think it's really important, man. I think I, I, I totally agree with you. And I don't... I think, you know, like... Fuck it. Like, no. It's something that men don't get the credit for talking about often enough is how, how healthy and active sex life can be in the long run. Sure. You know? Some obviously some people you know you find somebody that works and that, that that that's great but like if you don't what is wrong with finding a whole host of different girls who all want the same thing as you and are who are who are going and doing the same thing as you you are not anything special to them just like they are not anything special exactly. to you yeah. you are exactly <laughs> no but like you know what I mean it's you know obviously you have better experiences here yeah. than you do there but like it's all fucking expendable it's we, we it's were- all. We were talking about this off camera, though. Um, no, we weren't. All oh, right. No, no. We were talking about this off camera, and, uh, and I was saying I think uh, having spoken to a lot of guys and girls down the years, some people don't realise they're having a terrible sex life until they meet someone who they have good good sex with. And sometimes all it takes. <laughs> He's genuinely like, I know I've met many of them. Well, all it takes. No, that's true though, isn't it? All it, it takes like, is being in a relationship with somebody for a long time, for instance, right. that you're maybe not comfortable with. And who's not comfortable with you? you right. Know, you know, you're not entirely. You're, you've, it's what we we're talking about earlier. Some people you know, get lazy. You've got the airs and graces. You're still pretending to be somebody else to please the person you're with. Therefore, you can't open yourself up properly. Therefore, your sex isn't going to be as good as it can be. Yeah. Whereas, if you meet somebody on a date, you have a couple of drinks, and you go. When I was younger, I was really guilty of of, of being so consumed with what I want when we get in the bedroom and only when I hit like 20, 23, 24 I was like alright actually 29 I'm, I'm, no, I'm being serious <laughs> right. I became more interested in like oh actually I really like pleasing a woman and I'm actually more into that like, that's it, always been my game man. Not, but, but so what did you when do? I was 16 what I was, did you do then? when I was 16 to 20 I'm like I just want to nut and fucking run really? me like, I'm, and was that your goal to do that as fast as possible? 
not as fast as possible. And, and, and clock never lies. That's never been that's never been an issue of mine actually. But um, right. no, I just circumcised that. Like maybe when I was in a relationship, I used to kind of like, but I was never driven yeah. by what makes a woman get off. Whereas as I got a bit older, I was like. Yeah, I, I, I learned I, that I was well, more into that than what in, I was then. Interesting, when I was younger, you, you sort of grow up in like in schools and people talk about things. That was the thing that drove me, was the fact that I wanted girls to go and tell their friends. Right. But, who but, good, but, but, but what I mean is, regard, but you're, the thing is, ego's a fucking motherfucker. Like, because you're definitely, in the past, been driven by ego, but I didn't even care about that. Like, I know for a fact this girl's telling them it. He was fucking shit. Like, I know for a fact that that would have happened because I didn't care. I'm like, do you really think I care about you? Whether you're happy or whether your friends think I'm good. I got what I wanted, and that was all see, I cared about I've at the ne- time. I've never but, had that. But now, you see, his logic was if her friends think you're good, he they'll all come with you. them as well. Was, <laughs> yeah, he was ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. he play. was playing top trumps with everyone else in high school as to whether he was right about them. But, what I'm saying right, is, yeah, but yeah. now I don't want to please a woman because I want to tell her friends or anything like that. You don't want to please me at all. It's just oh. the expression on her face at the time. That's all right. I. That, that's all I'm into. Do you what know kind of, what do you know, look like? What it's what it's what it is for mouth what wide it, open. What it is for me Sometimes, is now. I mean, it's just about everybody having fun. You know? <laughs> you're having you're having orgies. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. But like, <laughs> you just laugh laugh what? all you want. It's a serious point. I mean, everybody who's involved. <laughs> You want one fucking mad cunt. It is. I love you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you mad. It's just Look, a, at the end of the day. That's a laugh. No, but like genuinely, if you're gonna, if you, if you're gonna, it's a very vulnerable. You, you, become. You know, it's a very, it's a very. You're opening yourself up to somebody, aren't you? At the end of the day, like it's a very intimate. Experience. I think I've got a much more mature attitude towards sex than what I had when I was sixteen. I was so. But to self- be fair, you started that's, that's in that very low place. For, for me, I was I was self-absorbed as well in a way that was like, I'm looking at this like a fucking competition, scientific fucking like uh, art. Right. You push the right buttons, you get the result, and then. You, you know you get the reviews did you read like the GQ men no, but like, online you think, of course things? I did of course, of course, yeah. course I the, did the best sex for me is when you are like in each other's eyes feeling it you're both feeling it and that's it, what I you're mean you're not thinking it's it's happening and you, it's the, the more you think the, you, sexual chemistry, the man. shitter the sex is sexual chemistry the less you're thinking and the more you're feeling the better the sex is I mean se- this is a sexual chemistry like uh, you know that's also something that you just have to accept not some everybody, have, not, not everybody has it with each mm. other, you know. Like, and also some people are more comfortable. Do you know what's annoying? Person. What's annoying? What? When you get a lasso, you have the best sex with, and you fucking get annoyed by it. Like personality, you 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 can't have a night out and click, but in the sack, you you click brilliantly because you kind of start thinking. Am I going to be able to move on and get the, and then chances are I'm not going to get a shag like this for a long time. But then you think to yourself, but she's a fucking asshole. Like that is, and I know women have the same thing because there's there's girls who can't stand a bloke, but because he's got a fucking, he's got a decent dick game, they're sticking around. <laughs> well, I mean, like we're all after the same thing at the mm. end of the day, and everything, everything, and is we good. can't have that. 
And the sooner you accept that, the you better. You smashed that there. That's exactly what the, would the happen sooner after you everything. The you're never going to get someone who is mentally stimulating, gives you the cuddle and all that shit that you want, and the all everything you want, the great sex, cooks, cleans, and does ever. You're not going to get everything. You need to like accept that who you fucking who you're into is who you're into, and hopefully they've got as much of that as possible. Yeah. Right. It's a nightmare, lads, isn't it? It's not. It's great. <laughs> it's not. It is not. But I, when you want everything, you have to lower that expectations. And I think for me personally, you like chicken I, I had a lot of good. No, no. I had a lot of good girlfriends when I was like nineteen, twenty, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, and, and who generally would have made really good long-term girlfriends. They probably have to other people. <laughs> but I, I'm trying to tell the lads. It's true, the no, lads yeah. listening a lesson yeah, yeah. of like. There were some girls who were really good looking, genuine, lovely girls, interesting, had passion for what they were doing, good good in bed, had everything. But because there was one little thing missing, I was like, I can do better, I can do better, I can do better. Wow. And and that was a bad attitude to have, to well, be honest. It is a bad attitude to have, I think, because like, that's it, it's going better. It's thinking about it as better rather than- like what you said. Rather than thinking about it with different, yeah. you know? You, sometimes it just doesn't work out between people. And that is something that I don't think is given anywhere enough, air, you know, airtime. I can also there's say there's always that a reason. There was for one girl who there's also there was again. There's real issues, I think, in relationships. Do you want to hear about that? Yeah. I was I was with a girl who was um, she was lovely, right? She was a really nice girl. What should we call her? Um, let's call her Felicity. Sarah. Dan- Sarah. Danielle. Sarah. Felicity. Because yeah. I name I name began with this, but I'll call her Sarah. Right. Um, Susie. And. Um, she was she was a good looking girl. Cynthia, that's a C. Cynthia, that's a C. She was a good looking girl, and everything was great. But her, her parents didn't accept me. And, Been there, and that really bothered me because her parents were, you know, uh, middle to upper class, and I was <laughs> I was the bad, Nigerian royalty. I was the bad boy or whatever, right? And um, what are you talking about? You know, you know, what I mean. <laughs> of course, I, you know what I mean. Yeah. Her mom and dad were like, but they weren't just like. Do you know when parents sort of don't like you, but they make an effort anyway? They, they the opposite. They actually actively showed that they were not approving of the relationship. Were you a diver at the time? I've, I've been there. I was a diver at the time. I've been yeah. there. I know exactly. Uh, and, and, and they were literally like rude as fuck. And I'm like, so her parents were going on holiday, and I said to her, um, it would be a shame if the, the plane crashed, wouldn't it? And I was like, really? And the plane I'm, did. I was really not, but I was really angry, and she like burst into tears when I said that, and uh, never spoke to us again. She never no, spoke to you. You see, things I, like that well, really annoy I, me. I had the same thing with 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 the next girlfriend once. Plane crash as well. No, not the plane crash, but <laughs> like she basically she she called me out and said that she thought. I mean, her parents were terrible people, really mm. bad people. They were mm. really manipulative, nasty. Uh, you know, and they'd forced her into being a certain way, and not they didn't like you know they didn't like me because I'd come from a sort of rougher background. And everything. I'm not, I don't even <coughs> come from a, a particularly rough background. I just no. you know so I come from a rough part of town, and they they didn't like that. But anyway, like I'm not trying to. Was this before Game of Thrones? No, it was during. Um, was it? But this is Mum, Dad. I'm bringing home a Game of Thrones star. Kit Har- Oh, good to meet you. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> essentially. Oh, for um, fuck's sake! No, but it was, it was, you know, like I wasn't from the same part of town as them, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember we had an argument once, and she basically put to me the fact that my parents weren't as good as her parents. Oh, that's they, bollocks! Because they hadn't made as much money, wow. and I just remember flipping out in the middle of the street, and I said, <coughs> "Well, at least my mum's not a cunt." Wow! And yeah. uh, 
Yeah. Like, I and I, fe- I felt really bad. I felt really bad for saying it, but like her mum's a re- like a real m- cunt. Well, she was she was a real cunt to me. Um, she was a real nasty bastard to me, and she didn't like me because she came from a similar background than I came from, and then she made her way up, and she didn't want yeah, you know she didn't want reminders. Yeah, and I'm just mm. like, not only have you forgotten where you came from, but you're pretending that you didn't come from there. Uh, new, yeah. new money, new money. You'll often find that in relationships. You know as what well. I mean? Those, yeah, yeah, those, yeah. those fucking everything's everything's covered in. Gold. Oh mate, they, this this mom and dad, they fucking hated us. Honestly, they like literally, they wouldn't even say hello when I walked into the word. house. You know? Fucking point blank ignored us. I do often find it also weird though that the relation- helps you. Fucking, I, I helped my fucking <laughs> daughter. I helped that daughter out. Don't relate. I find it weird when relationships do hinge on like one thing that's happened though, or like one day. Yeah, you know, and then people just don't speak again. I find that really weird. Yeah, I, I, I was. I understand sometimes. I was twenty. I think I was twenty-one, something like that, twenty-two. So it was. Some people have that tendency to be quite dramatic. Or something. No, I, I never speak. Yeah. Like I hate dramatic age. people generally, but like when it comes to relationships, if you fucked up. Hold your hands up. Like that. too many people let things go on and on and on, never apologize. Right. In my opinion, I, I, you know, I'm I'm capable of fucking up. As we all, but I was brought up to apologize when you've been an asshole. Yeah, personally, and I think that's one of the healthiest things you can say is sorry. I th- well, I, th- I think you know not only that, but accepting the fact that you know you can take a backward step and look at your actions and go. I did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, not everybody can do that. That's I think to me that's bigger than actually the physical apology yeah. of something is looking back and genuinely realizing, not saying sorry because it's the best thing, I, the best thing for the situation. Yeah. Even though we've all done that, I tried to apologize for the uh, plane crash remark, but um, by that point she blocked us on all social media. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I so love you like that guy who sent a penny to his girlfriend <laughs> and he wrote a message. Did you see this? There was a <laughs> did, this guy got dumped by his missus and then. She blocked his text, his Instagram, his Facebook, everything. Yeah. So he sent her like a penny uh, um, by bank transfer, and as the re- the, the reference, oh, very good. He was like, "Unblock me. I need to speak to you. I miss you, sweetheart. I love you so much." Char- like, character limit, brilliant. Like <laughs> that's great. Like, X X X. I love the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah. It, I love the fact that it was just a penny. It was a penny. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> she reads it like cheap cunt. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, not this again. Yeah. Um, you owe me more. Another fucking penny. Yeah. Wow, that's three this week. Yeah. Um, that is. Fucking hell, all the deep uh, chat today, yeah? You need to. I was quite. Relations. If someone, if someone blocks you. Her, I, was, I was quite gutted about If that. someone blocks you, uh, there's that Instagram meme where it's like, I've blocked you on all these things. Yeah. You're just not trying hard enough to get in contact yeah, with Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't chase. I'm not a chaser, but. Um, there's also no. Chubby there's chaser. There's no memories you have together with someone and you think, oh, fucking hell, that's. I'm not good at that. I, I, no, I didn't mind the end. Delete, man. I actually, what did you do about all the pictures? What Cut I want off. Maybe. I'm not good at it, man. I get rid of them. Yeah. Oh yes, I think it's a great policy. No, to do you know what annoyed us? Do you know what annoyed us? I just wanted to apologise. So, ah, but that's more about if you're you. listening, Sarah. Sorry. Did for, you get the penny? Sorry, no. for, sorry for saying I wish. Yeah. Parents died in the plane crash. At least the plane never crashed, did it? No, no, um, they got home safe and sound, unfortunately. For so. you. This time. You've got to leave something for episode three. Yeah, we'll do, we'll, I mean? we'll do a third without a doubt, yeah, yeah. definitely. But, yeah. Um, but I imagine we'll all have got up to things by that point. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll sort it out. Oh, you will. I mean, hopefully we'll be getting right by then. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we'll be getting this up to something tonight after we be in the pub. But, um. What you, oh, right. Uh, what we're Last time yeah, I yeah, asked yes. you, how would you like to be remembered? I'm yeah. going to ask you it again, mate. How would you like to be remembered? Um, just wondering if it's changed a little bit. If you, because in six months at your age, 
That's a big difference. Do you know what? I think I think I've probably got more confidence behind me now at this stage in, 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 in my life. As, you know, I've had a good run of things the last little while and it looks like the next little while is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I would always, first and foremost, I would like to be remembered as a positive influence on people. If I could have it. I mean, as you see by my social media, my, my Twitter is very political. Mm-hmm. I try and put messages out there that I care about. It's not about the usual always, bullshit. It's not always about getting people to like you. Yeah. It's just about saying the things that I believe in. And I, I, I would I would like to continue to do that. I would like to be remembered as professionally as an actor, I would like to be remembered as uh, a guy who could do it all. Mm-hmm. Um and a guy who was good at it all, you know. And there are there aren't many of them throughout history of people you can look at and go mm-hmm. fucking hell. He's you know, he could he could do song and dance, but he could you know, he could do Shakespeare as well. I'd like to do that and personally as a dude I'd like to be, you know, remembered as somebody who enjoyed their life and somebody who was good to people, somebody who people were good to, somebody who was popular and loved and loving and, you know. And at the top of all the women's lists from what I've... Listen, the the lists don't matter anymore. (laughs) (laughs) They do. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, what a pleasure, lads. It's been a fucking great laugh again. Definitely. Sweaty hands. Sweaty hands. Sweaty hands. Ladies and gentlemen... Dan Portman, what a fucking legend. I'll leave all the links to your social media. Thanks. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you later. (laughs) Legend, lad.